gets it to go. The charge one by six. Charge one. Yeah, can charge making sports under top ten there. Welcome to the Stansberry Show. Last day of the week. We're online for you, WRQK.com. I am joined uh, every weekday morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you? I'm really good, dude. I, right? uh, I feel like I finally kicked this cold. I feel like I'm finally on the mend. Still you know got... what happened? What's that? You gave it back to me a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I'm, I, I'm feeling a little under the weather. Um, This got to be something different then, right? You can't get the same cold twice. Isn't that what they always say? That's lightning, dude. Oh. That's, that's lightning. I'm not sure that's the flu. No, I think it's the same kind of flu. I think you can only, that's why you get a vaccine. Like, once you get it once, it's got to be something different. So you got to blame somebody else. Not my fault. I'm not taking that responsibility. I feel like we need to check the math on that. I want to see the scratch paper. I don't know if you're right about that. I don't know whose fault it is, but I, I know last night I was like, oh my God, where's the Vicks vapor rub? I need to like rub it on my chest some more. So I was back doing that kind of stuff. You're uh, you're feeling like you're getting over it though, huh? Yeah, I, you know, I feel like I'm on the mend. So uh, other than some sinus issues, I mean, I'm sure you'll hear me uh, a couple times, but no, I feel much better than I did over the past couple. Yeah, of like days, I said, so. it's not like long. It's only about three days, but it's but it's pretty bad while you have it. At least that you know, uh, you know, that was the deal with me. But I do feel like I'm starting to get something. I don't know. Um, you know, luckily the weekend's here, first Friday, so I probably will go out and lose a little energy tonight. But overall, gonna uh, just gonna just try to relax it a little bit. Um, I, we do have to start the show on 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 a little piece of hatred. Okay, uh, all right, on a little piece of hatred. Okay, and I understand that not everybody's gonna like the program. I get it. Okay, and ultimately, if everybody likes it, that's to be uh, well concerning for guys like us. You need people that don't like it. You need people that hate it. That's the only way you know you're like, okay, we're breaking through. Like if people start to like reach out constantly and be like, you're an idiot. I hate you. The show sucks. Now it's like, okay, we're hitting enough people now to where it's not just the people that like it, right? And so I don't mind hate mail. I kind of like it. It's a uh, you know they say in any performance job, if you don't have haters, you're not doing it well enough. And so I don't get concerned about it. It's uh, it, it just reminds me. It's like, okay, we're on the right path. But one of our original haters is back. And uh, he is known to the 20 million, to the, to the dedicated listeners, as Big Schnugga. He's back. back Big Schnugga is back. As I told him he would be, as all haters say, they're not going to listen anymore. They hate you. Never listening again. And sure enough, here he's back. Like I promised, his big, dumb, fat ass he would be. And I do have now confirmation that I'm right about Big Schnugga because I have heard from people who work with him. Who he runs around there claiming that that's who he is and is all proud of it. And they have said to me, your estimation on him is absolutely right. 65 pounds overweight, losing his hair, hasn't been laid in a decade. And I've said, I go, guys, I can tell by the way he types his emails. I know that. Welcome back to the fold, Big Schnugga. Glad to have you on. Happy to have him. <laughs> Keep listening, buddy. Here Happy we are. to have his we'll big dumb fat ass. Yep. Happy to have it. So he asked me. <laughs> Hey, dummy, I'm back. Just wondering if you were going to bash Muslims for a week during Ramadan, or you only bigoted against Catholics. Well, you better grow up. I can't say that. Okay. Uh, if you do, because they can get pretty upset. Okay. Well, it kind of sounds like you, a Catholic, is getting pretty upset. Oh, dude, do we have a snowflake on our hands? And I, Well, I did. Uh, I responded back okay. to him, and I said, well, first of all, I really don't feel as if we've been bigoted towards Catholics. We have talked about Lent this week. As it's a huge part of what a lot of people do, and I believe 
in multiple Lent stories this this week, didn't we kind of say that, you know, the drive through Ash Wednesday thing isn't really enough? That ultimately, dude, you should get out of the car and go into the church and show God your commitment and yeah. do that kind of thing? Yeah. Weren't we both kind of, yeah. as non-believers, weren't yeah. we both kind of saying, like, maybe that's not right? And then yesterday, it was the purple glitter Ash yeah. Wednesday in Chicago, and we were both kind of like, dude, Ooh. maybe that's not Ooh. right. Maybe that doesn't feel... Kind of so, half-assing it there a so little bit. I don't really feel as if we've been bigoted like we're we both have questions we both have maybe even issues with organized religion but nobody's been bigoted towards your faith this week right yeah i don't think at any point we were like dude no you can't and i mean the questions of lent the questions of ash wednesday the questions of catholicism sure i mean i we've, we've gone into that but i don't think at any point we uh we crossed the line in my like 15 year history in the business this is probably the year that I've shown the most restraint against organized religion. Because as I get a little older, I understand everybody, my anger isn't everybody's anger. Right. I understand that. Right. And so, like, I personally don't believe, but I don't need you to feel like an idiot if you do. Now, there was a time where I did. I will admit that. But I no longer need you to feel the way I feel. Right, 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 right. I've reached the point of growth with that. Right, as you get older, as you kind of mature, as you kind of become more secure with who you are, or maybe not even more secure with who you are. Agree with me or you're a moron. I just don't care. I don't care care what you think. I don't don't care. It doesn't make a difference to me, so I'm not going to fight with you about this. Um, And as far as, like, the concept of of us being bigoted towards Catholicism and not talking about... I think that's a reach. That feels like a reach. Not talking about Ramadan. Like, Ramadan isn't, like, a part of the American culture. Conversation. It's just not right. like nobody's like nobody's putting a special food on sale. Like McDonald's isn't doing a special Ramadan sale like they do for Lent because of fish. You know, our fish because of Lent. Like there, it's not nearly. It's not nearly as a part of the story. So when what we would that be? So when 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 Stansberry and I talk about like Shorma? hey, Shorma's good. Hey, dude. what are the what are the things we're going to talk about today? Yeah, of course, Ramadan's not in the world because Ramadan's not going to come up because it's right. not really a part of the American conversation. Like uh, no, yeah, America ain't rolling with yes, that. Yes, uh, we're going to talk. about about Christmas more than we are about Hanukkah, for sure. There's no question about that. Of course. Yeah, Hanukkah yeah. will get covered there. That's a good analogy. Right, right, but you take my point there of like, well, yes, of course Christmas, of course Lent, of course like the Christian holidays are going to get more coverage because they're a part of what if, we do. If you were, like I always say, I always say the show's named after Come me. On. It's it's not my show. It's your show. I'm just the guy who gets paid to host it for you. So at the end of the day, if all of you were Muslim, guess what we'd be talking about? We'd be talking right. about Ramadan. Right. That's right. what we'd be talking right. about. You're Catholic, so we kind of go that route. I'm not out to uh, b- believe me. I you know again, I, I grew up. I do. My father was a man of faith. He was a minister, and I look. That was a battle at my kitchen table between he and I, and uh, it's still one of those things. I'm a little conflicted about after he's now been gone 15 years. I still like kind of struggle with it and I will admit that I have my issues with organized religion but Mm -hmm. I have gone out of my way this week as to not be like attacking you you're, you're right. We both agreed and we're like, yes, you should go into church. And if you're going to do it, do it. We said yes. If you're going to do it, then actually do it. Purple, Don't half-ass. Purple glitter is not the way to do Ash Wednesday. I mean, how is... Yeah, blasphemous. Blasphemous. Telling you to go to church. What the hell were we no, thinking? No, it's good. It's good. Like, God. normally, like, like I said, you can't get mad. You got to get good. Because, okay. dude, when you were upsetting idiotic, stupid people that can't listen to the radio and intelligently decipher between what it is you're saying and actually pick up on your point, that's good. That is good. When the dirtfoot hillbillies can't keep up with the content, you know you're doing the right thing and cultivating the right kind of audience. I've said this from the beginning about this guy. I don't want this kind of listener. I want... 
I want a I want I want a higher brand and I'm building it and it's proof via the emails that I get about people that don't like it cuz you can read the way they type and it's like yeah dude you're not smart enough for the program. No wonder you don't like it. Now I know that sounds crazy about a show where we talk to you about guys masturbating at Walmart at, in, in Jacksonville, but this shows a, actually a much smarter product than it first comes off. And he can't keep up. He can't. He can't show his scratch paper. And we're like the common core of of comedy. And he can't wrap his head around it. And his brain's being made to smoke. And he feels left out because he's just kind of dumb. He misspelled Ramadan, by the way. Was it like ramen noodles? <laughs> he spelled it like Ramadan. <laughs> just gonna leave that one. Just gonna leave that one there. A lot to do on the program today. Now I kind of need your help here, okay? Okay, because you kind of you kind of scheduled something for yeah. us, and I will admit that I was kind of putting off my getting uh, some serious knowledge on this until this morning. I was going to do some research right before we put the guy in the air, but Fantone scheduled an interview for us. And uh, this is, I, I believe we're doing this at 8 a.m. is when we're doing this? That is correct, Okay, sir. cool. So what's, what's happening? Who am I talking to? Right, what's this, going on? This is all uh, in, in combination with the Canton Charge, who is having Military Appreciation Night tomorrow Shout night. Shout out to them for that, by um, the way. And, uh, you know, a ton of different things, and I'm sure we'll tell you about the charge throughout the night. But uh, all 8, day. 8, 8 yeah. a.m., 8 a.m., we're having Dr. Tom Novelli come on to the show, who is a uh, chiropractor out of North Canton. And what he has essentially been the catalyst of is a, 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 a program and a movement amongst chiropractors um, that... That is giving free services to veterans, to military, active military members, oh, I like that. and their families. Oh, I like that. Um, so he uh, he's going to be on the show. He's going to explain some of the things that he's done. And like I said, I mean, this is thousands of chiropractors that are a part of this nationwide, and it all started right here in Canton. He kind of started it. Other chiropractors like smart, smart. That's a good idea. How do get... I do this? I'd love to oh. be a part of it. And I mean, honestly, like, like a pay it forward. Right. Movement. I mean, dude, you, you, you know, he was he was the thing that kickstarted the whole thing. So uh, you know, a uh, a ton of insight. I'm sure he has onto. Uh, you know how we can help veterans how we can be of service and like kind of live up to those expectations we all like oh i love the troops i love the troops oh support them support them and then we're all like well how do i do it what do i do you know this guy's actually doing it so we'll talk to him at eight o'clock that's a great idea thanks for setting that up i appreciate that um at eight o'clock we do have to get into uh colin kaepernick as well that we may end up moving that to seven o'clock because i want to make room for that interview i want to make sure i give that guy enough time to get his message out um what else did I have? Oh, dude, I went to a really good business meeting last night. Really good. I met a bunch of guys that work over at North Canton Collision. Yeah. Good dudes. And uh, they believe heavily in the radio station, believe heavily in the product. Spent a few hours with them last night getting to know them, getting to know the operation. Uh, the, the, do my buddy Alex over there. Dude, they're on it. The, that place is on it. Like, you ever just walk into a business and you feel like, yeah, dude, you guys can sell pizza. Or like, the, like when I walked in there, I was like, yeah, if my car got smashed up, I would, I do want that guy painting it. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah. When they introduced me to him, I was like, yeah, dude, you can do this. Well, yeah, after you've been in an automobile accident, it's pretty important to like trust the, uh, the, the place right. that you're going, like having, having a level of like, all right, I know you're going to make my car better. So, uh, glad you, uh, glad you stopped by, buddy. Yeah, no, those guys were, uh, you know, big fans of the product. And, uh, you know, I spent a few hours with them last night, had a few beers with them after work last there night. Yeah, they, they, there you they, go. Yeah, they were uh, they were good times. Dude, the girl that like works in their office, her name's Jamie. And they were like, and you would have never noticed it. Like, it, it, they're not so freakish that you would have noticed. Okay. But the guy said to me, he goes, to check out how big her hands are. And I was like, okay. And, 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 and at first look, they didn't look like circus big or anything. Right. <laughs> so I said to her, I was like, what do you, what do you got? Some man hands? <laughs> like, let me see these. And she puts her hands up to mine and I'm a big dude. I got big hands. Right. She puts her hands up to mine and they were close. Same size. And so I was like, well, I can palm a basketball. Can you palm a ball? 
And we ended up getting a basketball out of the back room, and I had her palm. Dude, she could palm a ball. I have a photo of it. I tweeted it out. You know what? I'll tweet it out again here uh, shortly. Jamie might be playing for the Canton Charge by the end of the weekend. A little too short. She's only about 5'1". And she can palm a basketball? (laughs) Dude, bro, her hands are huge. Wow. That's got to be like, I mean, she's almost like like an X-Man or something. (laughs) What she needs is Shawn Michaels. I mean, dude, she's got the biggest hands I've ever seen. But like I said, you wouldn't, if somebody wouldn't have pointed out, they weren't like egregiously like gross looking. They're just like, they're deceptively large is what I kept calling. (laughs) Those are deceptively large palms. Those are pretty big hands. So North Canton Collision, that was a great meeting, dude. Had a good time with those guys. But then I went home last night and I checked my mail and there was guilt in my mailbox. I'll explain that next on Rock 106.9. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. So normally Tuesdays at 9, we play you new music and we kind of vote on it. Yeah. Okay. There's a new song that this radio station's actually been playing. Now in radio, you kind of day part. And so, like, when a new song comes out, you don't necessarily put it maybe in Morning Drive because you kind of try to play the hits in Morning Drive. Yeah, you don't break new music yet. It's, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like a rule of business. But there's a band that everybody in this format knows that's released a new song, and it's pretty damn good. It's been growing on me over the last few days. The new Shinedown is really, really good. Stansberry saying not a turd. I'm saying not a turd on the new Shinedown. I'm actually all the way in. Was listening to it multiple times in my house yesterday. 7.30, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play you the new Shinedown. Not a turd! Yeah. yeah, 7.30, we'll give you the new Shinedown because it's damn good. If you haven't heard it yet, it's. I think it's pretty good. Dude, Brenton and the boys made a hit. They made a hit. So we'll do that at 7.30. I saw this yesterday via our friends over at WaitingForNextYear.com. Yeah. Andrew Bogut. Yeah! Bogut! Andrew Bogan, a Cavalier. Now I've uh, now I know he's Australian, but to yeah. me, kind of comes off as like Eastern European. Yeah, feels like there should be like four chains. I always say about Andrew Bogan, he looks like he has like a turn of stink, like he just always <laughs> smells. Like that's that's Andrew Bogan to me. But he's a big, and uh, and, and well, and he knows the Golden State Warriors inside and out. Has a little bit of like a thorn in the side with that organization. Felt like he should still be a Warrior. So I kind of like that. And given the fact that the video I saw yesterday of the Golden State Warriors is Kevin Durant getting off a plane and then into a wheelchair, uh, you know, and I don't want to celebrate injury. I don't want to be one of those guys. I, I dude, I'm a Durant fan. Um, I, I, you know, I think he's obviously a world class basketball talent. Great basketball player. You know, he's a, probably the second best player in the world, right? I, I don't feel like that's out of line to say right now. On the short list of the best basketball players there on you the go. planet. So there yeah. you go. Um, you know, I don't want to celebrate injury, but I will admit that that it, it would if he doesn't play in the finals, I feel like our path might be a little easier. Of course, of course, him not being in the playoffs is certainly a, uh, a game changer. There's there's no question about that. Um, but if we're gonna focus on the Cavs, and there's you know a lot to feel good about right now. Um, yes. Andrew Bogut joining the Cavs, and not only does that add another big, and, and obviously that's important in the NBA, um, but it just gives them so many more options when it comes to what they do with the regular season and giving guys a blow. And I know nobody wants to hear about, oh, dude, they're, they're basketball players, run them out there, you know, uh, 48 minutes straight and just have them go. Um, but when it comes to guys like Tristan Thompson and, and, and even Kevin Love and, like, you know, dudes who have, who have had,
had to, you know, play in that four or five position. Sure. Andrew Bogut just gives a little bit of relief. It's on, good passer, on who, that guy. Uh, yeah, and how, on, on, on how you defend teams and how you are able to, you know, plan for teams. So it, it, it's really more of a concern for me of what Andrew Bogut's going to do during the regular season versus the playoffs and the finals. And that goes for all these new guys that they've basically gotten on the team. But that's what you need. You need a team that can go from one to essentially 10, 11, 12. And the Cavaliers at this point have, well, you know, multiple all-stars sitting on their bench. You know what I mean? And the grand another past all-stars. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say Andrew Bogut and Darren Williams are the players that they once were, but these are guys who are, are, are accomplished, you know, uh, you know, world-class basketball players. And we have them coming. I mean, Darren Williams, uh, seven, eight, play- nine, ten off the bench. And he played in the Olympics with LeBron, Team USA, right? yeah, 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 definitely. So, so, I mean, he's got some skills. So, so you've got a playmaker, you've got a big, you've got a guy that's able to play backup point guard. Huh, and you have all, all those things LeBron was claiming he needed all, all season. All those things that he needed. So it's 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 a uh, it's a it's a it's exciting time to be a Cavalier. Hopefully, Kevin Love and J.R. Smith are coming back from those injuries a hundred percent and uh, ready for summertime basketball. I was listening to uh, Chris Broussard yesterday, who I really like. I I actually like Chris Broussard. I'm starting to really enjoy him. And, uh, you know, he was saying, he goes, I like all the moves that the Cavs are making. And he, he agreed that LeBron needed a little bit more help in these areas. But he said the problem for Ty Lue now is, and he said this is one of those good problems. He's like, the problem is now you can play so many different ways as the Cavaliers now and so many different lineups that when it comes down to crunch time, who do you put on the floor? Right. Like well, that, that now, because like normally, what is it? Playoffs, you go to about nine guys. Well, yeah, yeah. Your bench shortens the deeper Stream you go that. in. I mean, and as you go deeper, obviously, you, you just you play less dudes. You see, football's opposite. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, but that's but so like he started to make sense to me because I was like, well, what do you do? Well, I mean, and you you're right. I mean, that's certainly a better problem to have. But it depends on who you're playing at that point. And that's why you have to have a Match-ups. coach that's head sa- that's that's savvy enough. And honestly, aside from is the, he a good matchup coach, Tyloo? I think so. And okay. I, I, I think what I gives know. him I think what gives him that strength. Is aside from just you know having a lot of diverse players who are able to do different things and, and play different positions, you've got LeBron James who literally is able to play one through five. And when you have that availability, little Magic to you, Johnson there. When, yeah. you, when, you, when you have that availability to you, it's completely it, it completely changes how you can plan, how you can how you can ex, you know exploit your your team your the, the, your, your opponent's weaknesses, how you can take advantage of that. So I think the Cavs are in a much better position right now than they were two months ago. Obviously when they were losing in January. And uh, going back to Durant here, um, I hear it's four weeks and then reevaluate. And, um, and it seems like, well, the line in Vegas has not moved. They're still minus 150 to win the title, the Golden State Warriors. That seems crazy to me. The second best, best basketball player in the world goes down, and it's out indefinitely. It's, we'll reevaluate in four weeks. That doesn't mean he's out week five and back on, on the court. There's still, and he's going to be a little sluggish. He's going to, there's going to be a little bit of, you know, building back the rhythm. It seemed very strange to me that Vegas line didn't move. Very strange. I thought that was interesting. I, I, I think, it, dude, it, like, let's be honest. If LeBron goes down, the line on the Cavaliers moves. Well, of course. And so I was surprised that even, I, lines. and I understand that the Warriors, you know, they got Clay, they got Steph, they got Draymond, but they aren't the same team they were two years ago. For that line not to move at all, and normally I'm with Vegas. Normally, what do I always say? I'm like, Vegas kind of knows. But this time, I view that as a little strange. Try a little bit of, well, there's time still. You know what I'm saying? It's the beginning of March. You're not, you're, you're not getting Don't down Don't overreact to it, today. Right? You're right. Speaking of Vegas, I, I, you know, and I teased you with this, so I went home last night, and there was a little bit of guilt in my mailbox. Okay. Out of nowhere, 
out of nowhere. We've been talking a little bit more, my family and I. But I go home last night, and there was a card in my mailbox from my mom. Seems like everything's been going really well. Like, over the past, I don't know, maybe year or a little bit, it seems like. You've been talking to everybody. You've uh, We've had your mother on the show. My uh, mom was on the program, it, yes. It seems like everything's been going well. I know the Christmas present with with your with your niece was a problem, but that got, got figured, that out. figured right. out. So Yeah, I got that all figured out. So what was she guilt tripping you for? I, I, I don't think it was necessarily intended as a guilt trip, but because of my inaction, it feels like one. And so, like, I open my mailbox, and there's I, I see the handwriting on, on the envelope, and I was like, oh, my mom sent me something. Like, right. that's strange. And so I open it, and it's just like a simple, like, you're my son card, right? Okay. And I open it, and there's a gift card for Starbucks in there. Okay. And she said, she's like, I know you love coffee. Get yourself a cup of coffee on the way to the golf course, whatever. I just wanted you to know I was thinking of you. And I was just like, sound like she's guilt tripping you. I mean, uh, dude, like I said, I don't think it's necessarily like normally I'd blame my mom. Be like, she's up to something, man. She's up to something. I don't think she is. I just again, it was like a little bit of like my inaction right. and my a little like resistance to just like call them without being prodded. Right. Like I opened that card yesterday. and I felt like a dick. I felt terrible about it. Now, I I understand why that's how you feel, but how you act is what's going to matter here. You're going to try to bridge the gap a little bit there? because I worry what's happening is, and my mom is so guilty of this, what I worry is happening here is that my mom is one of these people, she would never go, my mom worked at a doctor's office my entire life. My mom would never go to a doctor, ever. Like, like you'd have to drag her. Right. And so what I worry is happening here is she kind of feels herself on the back nine and is going... Let's make sure that we don't hate one another if I die. Back nine. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Dude, I mean, she's mom- lasted 15 years past my dad. Right. So yeah. you, I, I'm sure your mom is, is is coming to that point. And, you know, it, it was just your dad's birthday. It yeah. was just, you know, so there's the a holidays. Little bit of that. It yeah. was just a lot of things. So I felt like a bad son. Nah, dude, you're not a bad son. Call your mom. You'll be fine. I felt like a bad son. I did. I was like, damn it. You don't guys, be nice to me. Don't don't let this derail the momentum. Stansberry family unity is happening. Call me fat and stupid like you no. did my entire life. No, that's she how loves I, you. That's how you speak your love. She loves you. That's how you speak love by calling me fat and stupid. <laughs> so yeah, I felt I felt super guilty last night. Seven thirty, we'll get you hooked up with new uh, new shine down. Also, Norm McDonald tickets would be part of that. And Fantone, yeah, I asked, yeah. and I shall receive the next reboot. The next redo coming out of Hollywood, I'm actually in huge support of. I've been wondering where this has been, and we're getting it. I'll fill you in next on Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by Boys and Girls Club of America. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll get into this Kaepernick issue. Also, 7.30, get you hooked up with some Norm McDonald tickets. And also at 7.30, if you haven't heard it yet, I kind of want to play you the new Shinedown song because I totally buy in. I, uh... I, you know, I worked for this company once before, bless you, for another rock station, and at that time, my boss was uh, was actually, uh, had just come from Florida, where Shinedown had kind of like broken out of, and he kind of came up here and he was like, dude, there's this band out of Florida that's going to be huge on rock radio, and I totally know Brent, I know all these guys, we're going to be able to do cool promotion stuff with them, and he played me fly from the inside, Pretty and good I was one. like, oh, oh, this band might be, oh, 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 they might be good. Now, since he was buddies with the band, we played Fly uh, from the Inside at the top of the hour, and then we played 45 in the middle of the hour. Like, we were a little too shine down heavy bit. for a while a there. Bit, a we were bit. a little too shine down heavy, but uh, but they are they are a force to be reckoned with in rock radio. Yeah. 
There's Fly From The Inside right there. What? And that song was big back in the day. Crow and the Butterfly. Uh, I always liked The Sound of Madness. That was always the song I liked a lot. Diamond Eyes. Save Me was pretty big. I Simple, Dare You. Simple Man. Simple Man was pretty 45. They had some hits to shine down did. Yeah. Uh, again, if you've been listening to me for years, you know Shy Dizzle. Uh, as my previous program director referred to them from a stage, and we ripped them for it for like a year. But we'll play you the new Shine Down 7:30. I've been wondering where this is, given the let's go back to the 70s and 80s and recreate. Like I saw, all right, so I saw the, the the commercial for chips yesterday. I finally saw that. Oh yeah, yeah. and I'm a huge Dax Shepard fan. I love him. I love him and Kristen Bell both. I think they're both really interesting. I think they both normally do really good projects. But he is now in and directed the new Chips movie. Right, and that commercial looked terrible. I don't know if the movie's going to be good or not, but the commercial looked awful like awful bad right so like this reboot thing it's either like smash hit swing and a miss you never know but there is something coming back and i've been wondering where this is and really what made me wonder about it was when i went back and watched oj made in america that like eight hour like uh documentary on espn and they go into oj's life and oj was a fixture a staple back in the day on the show battle of the network stars and now ABC is preparing to add Battle of the Network Stars to its roster of primetime game show revivals that they're going to do. They're developing a rebooted version of the 70s, 70s and 80s television classic, which, if you're unaware, it would pit like NBC stars versus ABC stars and like softball and then like, you know, tug of war and like that kind of stuff. The only thing I'll say about this is I'm surprised that other networks will get on board. I see, I. I thought that too back in the day. It was like, why would NBC send all their stars over and be on an ABC show that's going to be big? But really, if you think about it, you're getting advertising on your competitor's air. I don't know if it's worth it. I was going to say, at the sac- at the sacrifice of your ratings, you, might you, be, you know what I mean? You like, might be, yeah. You, because they're probably going to own that night. At least that block, you're going to own that night. Now, what I will say is, our TV shows... As big right now, are the stars that are on these shows big right now enough to field these teams to where it's interesting to watch? Because how many, like back in the day in the 80s, you watched four NBC shows. Right. You watched right. four right. CBS shows. You watched, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Like, I, like, This Is Us is a huge hit for NBC. I can't think of another huge NBC hit. Now, if it was um, like... Television show or television television stars versus athletes versus musicians. Then I think like you'd a have rock enough, and jock. Then you'd have enough star power. But you're right. ABC versus NBC versus Fox. I mean, it's going to end up being a like faceless. Right. It's going like, to be OJ like OJ was a star. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like oh, oh, it's the Flash out there and Green. When does the CW get involved? How far down that ladder are we oh, going? You'd have to get them in, right? I mean, and 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 and, and you got to think a lot of big shows right now, HBO and Netflix. So I just don't know if like the hottest shows right now are. Netflix necessarily on network TV and how how high up the ladder are you going? Big Bang stars aren't doing this, right? No. Well, it's you raise money for charity uh. and they're all going to want to be involved in that. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be good. So, like, I could see that being an angle. 
And back in the day, they had the, like they had huge stars. It ran from seventy six to eighty five. And again, O.J. Simpson was out there. Penny Marshall, Billy Crystal, Rob Reiner, Tom Selleck was part of this. William Shatner did it. Michael J. Fox did it. Like they had the biggest right. actors of the time. And so I don't know if TV still has the dude. If you told me Netflix was doing this, I'd be like. Okay, yeah, you could probably get it. I don't know if TV still has the power, the eyeballs. Like, I don't think TV stars are the stars that they were in the eighties. You certainly not. I, mean, I don't we, think so. We've talked about like uh, current fame versus versus you know eighties fame and how different that is. Michael so, Jackson's yeah. fame was something else. Completely, you know, Madonna's di- fame was something else. Which is why I, I go back to and I think that the concept of like a rock and jock would just make more sense. Where you have athletes of all or celebrities of all types. You have athletes. You have you know just a different group of I agree people, with you. and it would yeah. probably work out a little bit better there. I think. I've always been curious why pros versus versus Joe's didn't last a little oh, longer. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, always yeah. that guy that thinks he can make more free throws than Steph Curry. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that didn't last a little longer. Uh, something that I'm not shocked that didn't last as long was the career of Colin Kaepernick. And there's more info on that. And we're going to get you filled in next on rock. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury show on rock. 1069. This Saturday, your Canton charger in action at the civic center, 7 PM tip off. First 2,000 people through the door, you're getting an exclusive Can Charge t-shirt. That's being presented by Terminix because we're playing the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. I, yep. love, I love that yep. connection. I do. I love that. It's also Military Appreciation Night. Charge will be in camo-themed uniforms. Those are provided by Constellation. There'll be an in-game silent auction for those jerseys, and then players will sign some stuff for you after the game. And then also, Medal of Honor recipient Leroy Petri is part of uh, those going-ons tomorrow night at the Civic Center. Fantone, you're also your in-arena host. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, it's gonna be one heck of a night at the uh, Civic Center. I'm excited, man. Chargers making a big push right now. I feel like they're playing really well. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, the homie Kay Felder comes down, and uh, we'll stomp the Mad Ants, baby. I like it. Ew. I like it. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. You can pick up tickets at CantonCharge.com or the Civic Center box office. We're going to pass some out a little later in the program. Yeah. We have Norm McDonald tickets, too. Those will be at 7.30. I ate last night. I ate dinner last night a little um, too close to when I went to bed. You ever do that, and then you wake up the next day, and now you're starving? Like, you feel like, like I can't, like, I, and I went off last night, too. I went to Papa Euros. Oh. I went to Papa Euros. <laughs> and, uh, dude, I got, like, dude, I got the Euro platter and ate it all. Well, I didn't eat the salad. Stan's very going hard in the paint. No, but, you're not eating the vegetables. We don't room with that for dude. I almost used the f word. I uh, <laughs> no, I uh, dude, you do your boy ain't about that life. And so like I opened up the you know I just you open up the container and there's all that beautiful rice and gyro meat and then like oh dude do Papa Euros like they legitimately do it right. Like that was one of those places when I came down here. Everybody said, oh you have to have this. And that lived up to the hype. Yeah. It uh, totally lives up to the hype. I don't know if if Canton has a a big Greek population. They must because, dude, Euros are big here. It's Gyrotown in Ohio, dude. We're just just, just, just smashing them. So, no, Papa Gyros is good. Um, The the Euro one's good. I've never been there. Dude, you know it's uh, it's that lamb meat and the tzatziki sauce and a little bit of feta on top. But that's just it. Like, dude, like uh, Athens... And Papa Euros are so are both so right, good. Delicious. They're both so good that I don't feel a need to like sp- 
spread it around. It's like, nah, dude, like I know they're good. It's how I get with Chinese places here or Asian places here where I'm like, well, dude, I'll just go to Basil. Why even go anywhere else? I'm not even going to bother going Christ anywhere else. like a cheap Chinese restaurant right. and the food's really good. Right. Yeah. yeah well. You were right about Basil, dude. I, I was a little resistant when I first got down here, but yeah, but you, you stayed on me about that one. And I got to yeah. be honest, dude, that's another place. They they do. They over deliver. Delicious. Yeah, they're really, really good. I'm so, but the, the point is now I'm so hungry I can't even see straight. <laughs> Let's talk about waffles. <laughs> yeah, Mike's out of town right now. He was going to join us at 9 o'clock. Uh... But apparently he was in Pittsburgh with, dude, with Jizza. He had Jizza. Yeah, like he I, apparently he, like he he produced a show up there. So good for him. Jeez. Good for him. Bring him to Canton, homie. Damn right. And people are like, the Jizza. I don't know if you guys can even say that one out the rain Wu Tang, look it up. Wu Tang, the Brizza, the Jizza, you got Inspector Dick. Oh my god. Yeah, there's like nine thousand oh, of them yeah. dudes. Oh yeah. Nine thousand of them dudes. All right, so a little earlier this year in the football season. <clears throat> It was announced that, well, what had happened is Colin Kaepernick took a knee and nobody noticed. Right. And then all of a sudden, cell phone video hit a news station and then it became like a big deal. Then somebody noticed. And then somebody noticed and then it became a big deal. And I remember it was like, oh my God, we're not going to watch, we're not going to watch the NFL anymore. And then the ratings started to dip and everybody was like, see, we're taking action and nobody's watching the NFL. No, we had the most divisive political election season in the history of the country and Donald Trump moves the needle. And sure enough, after those debates left and then after the election, what happened? NFL ratings skyrocketed like I told you that they would. This dude, Kaepernick had no nothing to do with any of the NFL's problems this year. Yeah, I'm sure there were individuals who, Anyone you know, one particular but... person here or there, yes. I don't think large pockets are uh, enough of people. Yeah. And so it is now, he's decided, Colin Kaepernick has now, to opt out of his contract in San Francisco, making him a free agent, and he needs to sign with a new team. So surprise! My protesting days are over, NFL. I will now stand during the national anthem in this idiot. And I told you from the beginning that my problem wasn't the fact that he was going to kneel. My problem wasn't the fact that he was trying to you know, draw attention to an issue. My problem was is that he was ill-informed, ringing a bell, hell he was talking about. This was all spurred by his girlfriend at the time who got him reading Malcolm X books and that stuff. And he had about 30 seconds worth of knowledge and then he used a television platform and he got exposed as a moron who didn't know anything. And I've been saying it since it happened and it turns out I'm right about it because this idiot went so far as to say I'm not going to kneel next year because I don't want to detract from the positive momentum that I've created already. Well, I mean, donated over a million dollars to organizations throughout it, the country. and th- That part's great. And, and, and started the Colin Kaepernick Foundation, which goes around the country and like informs people of what your rights are and what you should do in situations where you feel like they're being imposed on. It seems like everybody else is still on the, this country has huge ways to go. Huge ways to go. This isn't over. And now because he needs a job and because he needs a paycheck, oh, I've seen positive movement. Uh, of course. Yes. At the end of the day, yes. He if if he were if he were an employee, if he were with a team contracted, then yes, of course, it would be a different situation. It would be a different situation. That's what I've been saying about this guy all along. And the problem is when the when the media and when the country and when the audience, when you get obsessed with dudes like this, it takes away attention from people who legitimately have made this their life mission. Now, 
Obviously, Colin Kaepernick was kind of the start to a, 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 a big movement here. and But I don't know if you could say that he was like the, 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 the leader because I don't think guys are still going to do this, right? I mean, there were plenty of dudes around the NFL that continued to do this. There were guys in colleges doing this. There were dudes on high school teams that were doing this. I wonder if this will continue because, I mean, I'm sure there are people who did that, who took that knee, and who still feel like, dude, no, enough hasn't been done. I'm right. continuing to do this. And that's, so it'll and be interesting to see. They're right. But I've but uh, my thing is, and I know I do this a lot because I love being right. Everybody does. But I told you from the beginning this kid wasn't all the way in on this. Is it? Is it okay that he did something, maybe didn't know exactly where he was going, but took that momentum and, I mean, he did, I, you know. I mean, he donated a million dollars. That's more money than I'm ever going to donate. And so I got to give credit where credit is due. Started a foundation that I feel like, you know, helping people understand how to better interact with police, that's a valid, you know, thing. All good-hearted. Well-intentioned. My problem is, bro, is that when you stop doing this now and tell people it's because positive change has been made in the... Dude, this was the guy? Really? Dude, we elect Donald Trump as president and you feel like you made a pot... Everybody else seems to think that that guy being president is going to hurt these issues, but the guy who was going out of his way to be like, this is how bad this country sucks, so I'm going to kneel now thinks we're all right? I'm playing devil's advocate I know here you for are, him. and thank you for it. Um, but, but, well, well... You know, I've I've I'm not going to stop the the foundation that I'm working with. I'm not going to stop the positive works that I'm doing. I just feel like now I've raised this awareness. I don't have to keep wearing the pink ribbon. I don't have to keep having the AIDS march. I don't have to keep doing that. To me, it rings like I don't want this to negatively affect me anymore. Which is what it is totally. Which is what it is, and that's what I've said, dude. Like this social justice warrior crap that kind of happens online. It's like you got to be careful with it. And my problem with it is, is because I think it detracts from people who legitimately have set out to make this their life's work. I do. I, I take your point. I just don't know if I necessarily feel that the the negatives outweigh the positives here. I feel like at the okay. end, I feel like at the end of the day, Colin Kaepernick probably did shine some light and some, you know, at least gave some voice to people who felt like, yeah, I feel like I, I, I feel the same way you do. You know what my problem with him was a little bit. Uh, there were multiple things, but part of it was this: I never. Like when Richard Sherman from the Seahawks comes out and says something, I feel like I get clarity with what he said. And I feel like Richard Sherman's smart dude. Um, and now he makes some goofy decisions in press conferences and stuff, but ultimately I think he's smart, probably informed, and probably does really care about stuff. Kaepernick's message never felt defined to me. It always felt like, hey, there's problems in this country. I agree in the beginning. No, duh, idiot. I, I agree in the beginning with you 100%. I think as this thing continued to move forward, I think he became a little more defined in his message. And I don't see that necessarily as the worst thing. Where you see a problem, maybe you don't know how to fix it, but moving it, giving it, giving it some sort of sunlight, giving it some sort of, of attention is better than just being like throwing your hands up and saying, eh, whatever. We agree, though, that he has now coming out saying that he's not going to do it anymore because of the positive changes, that this is shooting a hole in his credibility boat. Uh, yes. We agree I, there, right? I, yes. I, I I will agree with you, and I will agree with you 100% that if 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 you were a starting quarterback on an NFL team, you'd continue this. This would still be an issue. You want a job. This is right about there. self-preservation, and, and and that's where I have a problem undermines with it. Undermines your message, for it sure. It totally undermines your message. It shoots a hole in your credibility boat, and uh, I, and I, I do. I feel a little vindicated on this guy because I felt like I was early on this, and sure enough, here it is in bold face print at ESPN.com. There it is. We do have Norm McDonald tickets. He's playing April 14th, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. So we're going to pass those out. And again, I've been on this all morning. If you haven't heard the new Shine Down yet, it's called How Did You Love? You're getting that next on the Stansbury Show. Rock 1069.
Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. It's brand new Shine down there, How Did You Love? And uh, I, all right, so when you add new songs to the radio station, you it's called day parting. You put them in certain parts of the, you know, uh, the day's log, and you keep them away from other parts until, like, the song gains a little traction. So, like, you can hear How Did You Love at 5 a.m. on this radio station a lot, but like, between 6 and 10, then you kind of peel them back, kind of go back to, like, bona fide hits at that point. It's called day parting. So part of every radio station is totally smart. And But I kept hearing that song this last week on my way into work, and I was like, man, dude, I, I think that new Shinedown might be good. And so I went home yesterday, and I listened to it, like, 25 times, and it is one of those songs, the more you listen to it, the more you're going to like it, and it earwormed me. And uh, do Shine Now's pretty good radio rock band. When I heard that song, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get some ears on that because I just really think that song's pretty good. I think that song has a shot to be pretty good. It's Friday, Stansberry going rogue. Going rogue. Playing a little bit of Shine Now. A little rock and roll music on Rock 106. Yeah, there you go. Crazy. That's all you got to do there. Yeah. I like it. No, it was good, man. Honestly, um, I'm not like. Dude, I mean, it's a middle of the road yeah. rock track. I mean, I'm not like, dude. I have to go to the Shine Down concert, but next time, uh, next time I hear it in the uh, in the uh, in the uh, in the automobile, I'll turn it up, whirl the window down, play a little bit of Shine Dizzle. Dude, that was one of the funniest things ever. All right, so quick story. So where Shine Dizzle comes from? I was doing afternoons for this company once before, different radio station, and. We had hired a new program director, known the world round as Bo Matthews or Captain Showbiz, as he was referred to on our program. And he took the stage at Tower City Amphitheater, and we brought like Shine Down in to play a show. I believe it was actually like my birthday. It was like an event we did. No, that was actually two years later with Shine Down. Anyway, long story short, the new program director grabs the mic, right. center stage, right, and says. Hi, my name is Bo Matthews. I'm the new program director of the radio station. I just want to tell you guys, I just want to assure you guys, we don't suck anymore. And I remember me and the host of the show, we were like, bro, like what's happening here? Like this is, all right, all right, a little ballsy. All right, I can get behind that. Feeling good, yeah. I get it. Dude, we're about to You're do damn this. right, dude. We're about to change the station, about to change the culture, right. about to kick some ass. I right. like it. I love it. And then he goes, put your hands together and help me welcome Shine Dizzle. And then said Shine versus Shine Down. <laughs> now he was like best friends with Brent, the lead singer of the band. So like he was gonna get away with it. But the entire audience and the entire radio station went, bro, 30 seconds ago you told him we don't suck anymore. It was literally like 30 seconds ago, and then you like did this. Was that at the height of Dizzle, or was that like once white people had kind of taken it over and added a Nizzle my Dizzle to oh, everything? Well, I mean, dude, I mean he said it at a Shine Down concert, so white people had definitely it had definitely permeated. Into white culture, yeah. No, he wasn't like ushering in Dizzle. It had hit saturation. But they're pretty good. The Shine Down is not the worst. I mean, they don't vary. I mean, they do. They are what they are. They're always going to be what they are. But I, you know, there are radio rock bands that I like. Shine Down, Seether, you know, versus you know some other stuff that I don't that I'm not crazy about. But I always thought they were a little bit all right. So you sent me this yesterday, and. Uh, it's the Icon smart, count, uh, smart Condom. Okay. And they are marketing themselves as the world's first smart condom, and you can actually download an app for it in the App Store. Like, they actually have the Apple logo on their box. Now, here's what it is. It's basically a C-ring that fits over your normal condom, and essentially what it is is a Fitbit for your penis. 
So it's like so it's technology. It's like a smart C ring that goes over a standard condom. Okay. Now uh, apparently they announced these in July. Um, you can get them for pre-order uh, on British Condoms, which uh, seems to be a website where you can like buy condoms in bulk. Which that's actually probably a pretty good idea. Uh, I, I know that's taking the golf ball world by storm. Sure, why not condoms, right? Yeah, I mean, if you got the storage space and you know you're going to use them, yeah. Um, the condoms go bad, golf balls don't. I mean, but it takes a while fair. for condoms to go bad. Yeah, well, and dude, and dude if you're laying enough, you know what I mean? If you're an right. NBA player, right. you, you, you got to go bulk there. <laughs> NBA players wearing condoms, sure, Stansbury, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Dude, I want to live in that uh, world. All right, sure they are, you bet. Around 74 bucks is what it's going to cost you to get the Icon Smart Condom. And again, it's not actually a condom. It's like a, it, it will, it, it's an intelligent C ring that goes over the condom. <laughs> Everybody knows what I mean when I'm saying that, yeah, right? Okay. I, I do. I mean, um, okay. Wow. The company says it's not going to take your money until the product has a firm release, but you can wow. pre order. Okay. So they won't just take the money out of your bank account until they have a firm release, but you can actually pre order now. Emphasis so on firm. Here's what the Icon C ring promises they answer to uh, every burning question you've ever had about your sex session. This is the, you know, you burn 300 calories every time you bone. And meanwhile, we just did that story like two months ago. You don't actually. It's like an hour and 20 minutes of like nonstop thrusting before. He, and nobody's doing that. Nobody no, does that. No, you're not doing that. You're lucky if you're getting 90 seconds of nonstop thrusting. Dear God, you're right? damn right. So according to the pre-order page for the Icon Smart C-Ring condom like overextender thing is these are the questions it will answer. What's your thrust velocity, which I've never wondered ever, not one time. But now that you bring it up. How fast are my thrusts? Interesting. How many calories did sex just burn for us? How many times did I have sex? So it'll keep track of that. I feel like that's easy. I don't need an abacus for that one. I know how many times I've had sex in the last couple of months. What's the average skin temperature? It'll tell you your girth. And how many different positions it'll keep track of those as well. I don't know how it would do that. Um, I, well, I guess technically you could teach the technology to learn the angle at which you're penetrating, correct? Right. It's something like that. I mean, the way your body is or, you know, I mean, it, it, this all seems like, I mean, like if you were able to use this without a condom, I'd be like, okay. I mean, none of this stuff seems like, dude, I have to know this, but like given like a little bit of my own natural curiosity and the technology available to me, why wouldn't you? Well, you they, know? they say that they're blaming. Blaming the video game culture for the necessity of this. They say, like, you know, people like to game online and they like to post their scores and they like to, like, show their dominance at, like, Call of Duty. And they're like, they say this is going to gamify essentially sex. Uh, and dudes are going to yeah. start posting their numbers online. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but yeah. And then they claim what will happen is women then will go online. Look at the you know collection of numbers of dudes in their area, and then they'll turn this into like streamlining Tinder even further. Jeez, now you can you know yeah if 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 you're insistent on a certain size or a cap- you know uh, what was it thrust velocity or whatever it was, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thrust velocity. Which I mean, 
I, like I said, none of this stuff would I have ever been like, well, what is my what is my thrust velocity? But now I do kind of want to know. Like, and I mean, I don't know how many times I've had sex in the last couple of months. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I, if, if given this information, well, I you're would, lucky. I, I can I can I dude I I can tell you. I would want to know. Enough. Given given this information, I would want to know. So I don't know. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll pre-order. You know, David tweets in and says, "Dude, are you kidding me? Samsung can't keep their phones from blowing up. <laughs> I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna put a piece of technology around my penis, David. That's an excellent point, brother." That's an excellent point. Norm McDonald playing the Hard Rock Roxino April the 14th. Let's send you to that. Let's take caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625 and be back with more Stansberry Show next. Hang on. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. 9.30, we'll pass out some Skid Row tickets. I do want to make you aware of this. If you're carrying around some credit card debt, I can help you get it paid down. I'm going to point you over to my bank, which is CSC Federal Credit Union, 100% local here to Stark County. Have been since the beginning, not changing it anytime soon. Right now, they have a killer balance transfer offer going on. So if you got some credit card debt, maybe from the holiday, maybe racked up too much money, let's move it over to a CSE Visa card with a much lower APR. You'll pay it off faster. Get your debt paid down. Next thing you know, you got more money. You can uh, you know, start buying me stuff. Maybe bring breakfast once in a while. Wouldn't kill you. Right? You get a free radio show every day. Wouldn't kill you to bring a bagel. Check out more info. CSEFCU.com. So during Guns N' Roses there, Fantone says to me, he's like, you know, Axel's the guy that made a phone call in the middle of the song, so we can't like let him totally off the hook. And we don't know if we're actually right about this or not, but we, but if memory serves, Fantone said to me, he's like, you know, they're like the one band that kind of came out of that 80s thing that never like goes, guitar, drums, or slash talk to me like none of that kind of stuff happens yeah. in there you're right they don't list the they don't list the instruments a lot the guns and roses you know i think all music from that era has a little bit of cheese on has them to. But I don't think GNR necessarily embraced the cheesy elements no. like other bands well, did that's why they got as big as they did is because it went back to a little bit of like, not that there's not cheese on Motley Crue, right? There totally is. There is, yeah. But but Motley Crue was, like, authentic, and then that era kind of went way too far, and the W band started to come out, like the Wingers and the and the White Snakes and the... And, well, White Snake was actually a pretty good band in the early 70s, but, like, like the Wingers... Warrant. Warrant. What was the other one? White Lion, for Christ's sake. Like, all that. Like, it just started to get a little too... It started to get a little too far. And then here comes Guns N' Roses and back to the grit, back to the cocaine, back yeah. to the Jack Daniels. And now all of a sudden it had that like, oh, those dudes are for real. And there was a little bit more Aerosmith in them than not. And they, you could tell they were a real band. And it's like, oh, these dudes are cool. I mean, for you're right. As much as, as, as the crew were badass, there was that level of there's motorcycles and hey, hey, Nikki, did you see her? Like there's a little <laughs> bit of cheese on the crew there and other than that i mean they're the only other band. got a motorcycle in my switchblade knife yeah there was totally cheese on the crew come on Nicky. yeah man there's totally oh dude i mean the video did what? in the video they were riding down sunset strip and like the the, the the limo with the like the hot tub in the back and- but you're right axel did make the phone call in the middle of paradise city which made no sense blowing the whistle there were plenty of things where guns and roses like yeah but i don't think they ever yelled guitars you really like those use your illusion albums yeah, yeah, I think those were. Uh, I think a lot of people view those as the jumping of the shark of Guns of Guns and Roses. And I tend to agree there a little bit. I have always said about those albums, and those were. But for the record, those were the first. It was like 
Diana Ross and the Supreme's Greatest Hits and the Use Your Illusions were the first three CDs I owned when I got my CD player for Christmas. And jeez, man, that's a uh, to the to the two GNRs and a little Diana Ross there. It's a Stansberry sandwich. That um, is. Uh, and it, it, God, I love Diana Ross. I think those were, you know, obviously, I think some people went once Axel. I'm totally straight. Once Axel quit started, judging me in your car. Once I'm straight. Once he started bringing horn players and the grand piano and 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 and, and the black girl singing up on stage, I think a lot of people were like, "No, nah, man, I want." you back on the motorcycle, but dude, I honestly loved Guns N' Roses of that era. Give me a little November rain. I've always felt like you could streamline those albums down and make one really great album versus two albums that were good but had a lot of filler. Probably. But that being said, my favorite Guns N' Roses song of all time, well, is actually probably Rocket Queen. It's a good one. But but my second favorite and, a, and it would really be a tough call for Ty for a first is actually off of Use Your Illusion 2, which was the blue one, I believe. Correct. And Estranged off of that album was like my favorite, one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs. I love that. Now, it's like nine and a half minutes long, but they were so popular. MTV did that video. That's the one where he jumps off the cruise ship. And, and there's the dolphin and there's yeah. they're, they're, they're Sunset Boulevard. And yeah. then he drowns yeah. and Slash is standing there on like an oil tanker. I uh, but I love that song and I, and, and I'll paraphrase because I don't know if I have the exact lyric right. But he's like, you know, you you say I never did anything for you, but yet you took everything from me. And like, dude, like my my girlfriend at the time was banging all my friends, Slut. and it just kind of like fit my life. And I was like, dude, he's right. Axel knows, man. Axel's on it. I think Axel's like crying at the end of that video. And dude, yeah, dude, it touched pulling on the heartstrings. Of teenage Stansberry there for sure. It did for <laughs> sure. It did. And I I do I love Estranged. A Rocket Queen probably ultimately my favorite uh, Guns N' Roses. He was song. wearing those Axel shoes in that video. Remember those? How sweet those Axels were. Oh. Oh, dude, but oh, the, dude, dude, jorts and high tops. Somebody like, dude, get me some Axel. There would be no Cena without Axel. <laughs> there would be no dude. You can't see Axel. You can't see him. I do want to send a shout out. Okay. We don't do this a lot, okay. and I don't actually know this man personally. But North Canton Police Chief Stephen Wilder, his last day on the job will be today. 36 years of protecting and serving the community of North Canton. He's retiring at the uh, at the very young age of 66. There's a picture of him on the front page of the Canton Repository. Dude, look at the smile on that dude's face. Jeez. Like there's when you know, when you've made it and you're done and you've done your service, you've done your job and you know it's like dude, I can retire. That does have to feel like Joe Rogan was saying the other day on his show that he doesn't care about money at all. But the moment he realized he didn't have to sweat his bills anymore, like, weights came off his shoulder. And that's totally true. Of course. For sure. Of course. And I would imagine that retiring is much like the same thing. Like, when you realize, like, oh, God, I've done this. I did my role. I did my bit. Like I, I can, I, I, I can be done. Well, and that's looking at it from the perspective of a rock radio morning <laughs> show retiring, or a Timken employee retiring, or a dude that's been working. You know, at one of the other. But you million made it through jobs. being a cop. A cop, dude. Right. A cop. Like if you make it thirty six years as being a cop, I mean, dude, that's something to be celebrated on itself. So yeah, I can only imagine how sweet this final day is. And I don't mean to be morbid. I don't mean mean to be cryptic about this. But you always see it in movies. Cop goes in for his final day. Something. T- Terrible habits. He's on oh, this case. Yeah. He's on this case and like it's watch. seven. Right. Yeah. It, it, it happens all the time in movies. And even today, even today, I'm sure that cop's wife right now is still concerned as he walks out that door. You think, oh, it's the final day and they're just going to have cupcakes at work and they're just going to have, you know, it'll be a light breezy day for him and they'll for, tell him dude, how great bro, he is. Bro, 
if if we're gonna go down and we're if we're gonna open this all up, first of all, it's donuts, not cupcakes. Well, true. That, that, come on, oh, okay. come on. But still, I mean, just just every day, you know. And and imagine her, imagine his wife right now, who is or husband. Uh, we don't know. Whatever the case, we're not judging be, his loved ones right now who don't have to yeah. worry about what is dad doing tomorrow. What's gonna happen to dad at work tomorrow? What's gonna happen to grandpa? That's got to be a great feeling for a family. How about thirty six years at the same job is hard to do in America anymore yeah, at all. Yeah, of course. So how about that? Uh, and, and again, uh, after 36 years of service, chief police, uh, well, yeah, chief of police for North Canton, Stephen Wilder, stepping down. He has this to say. This is a, I'm pulling this quote from uh, from actually a hard copy of the Canton Repository. It says here, I'm just proud to have been a police officer and have a community that I was able to hopefully have a positive impact on and hire people that have a positive impact, not only now, but 10, 15 and 20 years from now. Again, that was uh, soon to be former chief of police for North Canton, Stephen B. Wilder. So, dude, thanks for your years of service. That was awesome. And, uh, dude, enjoy your retirement. Hey, think about how much cop or how much policing has changed in these 36 years. What this guy has seen from essentially the 1980s until today. I mean, what a radical, you know, what was one thing is now completely different, you know? I mean, in the short amount of time, and I say short, but in the 15 years I've been in the radio business, the changes that have been happening in that, now add like another 15, 18 years right. on top of that. Crazy. God, yeah, you're right. The changes that guy's, just even in the city, like the growth of North Canton, right. the, the, the changes he's seen that had to have, uh, yeah, you're right, that, that would have to make a serious impact on you. We do have Canton charge tickets. We're going to give you those at 830. And are we set now for Tim Novelli? Indeed we are. Tim Novelli is the founder of the Patriot Project. He's going to join us, I believe, next on Rock 106.9 in give you a little bit of uh, you know tease here. What this guy has done, if I have this right, is he's a chiropractor here in Canton. Correct. And he's working with veterans of uh, the armed services, right? Correct. That's what happens here. We'll let him totally lay it out for you. That will happen next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come on the program, Skid Row tickets up for grabs, 9.30. We'll pass those out as they play the Hard Rock Roxino. We do have some charge tickets. We're going to do those around 8.30. As the charge are doing military appreciation night tomorrow night at the Civic Center, 7 p.m. tip-off. You're getting a charge t-shirt for the first 2,000 people through the door. Terminex is passing those out because we're taking on the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. It's also military appreciation night. Like I said, uh, the charge will be in camo-themed uniforms presented by Constellation. And also part of the proceedings tomorrow night is a man who's going to join us on the program now, his first time ever being on the Stansbury Show, is Dr. Tim Novelli, who has put together the Patriot Project. And I didn't know much about this until about uh, earlier this week, but you're doing something really cool with veterans, and uh, I feel it deserves some exposure and uh, a little pat on the back for you, because I just feel like you know doing stuff for the vets is one of those things people like to say a lot, and then I... It feels like the ball gets dropped. So, can you tell my audience, uh, Dr. Tim Novelli, uh, what the Patriot Project is and like, and what you're working towards? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Um, the Patriot Project is an all volunteer organization. Um, no officer, no board member will ever receive a salary. Okay. And we started providing free chiropractic care to our active military and all their family members. They have no coverage under chiropractic care and uh, so we provide it free of charge until we can change the, the regulations of the VA and also we provide free care to wounded veterans who have benefits but have a hard time getting benefits of chiropractic care uh, and also to gold star families dependents who have lost husband or father or mother uh, spouse in the, in the war so we 
we're providing free care, and we started just under five years ago, and now we have over 5,400 clinics in all 50 states. That's and amazing. If all, if all of them just see one patient a week, we're it's equivalent to over $90 million in care right now. Wow. So we're, we're growing pretty rapidly. Wow, good for wow. you, man. We have that the backing has... of some of the most uh, prestigious men in the military, the Medal of Honor recipients. We have eight Medal of Honor recipients, the highest award America gives for val- uh, valiance and bravery. Uh, eight of those on our board, along with the first black astronaut, Fred Gregory, along with the godfather of the Navy SEALs, Command Master Chief Herschel Davis. Wow. Uh, we have three three generals, the first female general out of West Point, a two-star general, one-star general. We have an admiral of the Navy SEALs. Uh, Shiloh Harris also was severely wounded and our spokesperson. So I said, we're, we're really proud of, of the team we've, we've uh, put together here, and we're making a difference. Yeah, I mean, obviously you should be. There's no question yeah, about it. I absolutely. mean, you start throwing those numbers around, you start throwing those names around, and yeah, there's a lot of pride in that. And I mean, I, you know, obviously I can't speak for you, but I have to assume that when you started this project, you know, you had no idea it was going to turn into this. You had no idea that it was going to, you know, catch on the way that it did. So take me back to like day one. What made you decide that, you hey, serve? Is you, that- you know, what, what, what makes this such a, uh, an important project to you? Well, I, I never served, but that's why we tell we're trying to serve now. So our, the whole chiropractic profession, I'm so proud of my profession, that they're standing with those who stood with us, uh, stood for us, and are standing for us. They give us our freedoms. I mean, we take so much for granted as Americans, and, and the, you to do your radio show and to speak freely like you do, and me to practice my, my profession, all that wouldn't be possible without the sacrifices of the men and women, Amen. and also the sacrifices of their families. They uh, many times suffer more than the military themselves with the apprehension and the fear. Every every deployment that their loved ones goes on, I mean, you can imagine putting your loved one in harm's way every every day, and they live with that. Their fathers aren't home. The mothers aren't home. They're going. They're missing school. They're missing Christmas. They're missing all those important dates in their children's lives, so they can protect our rights and our values and our freedoms and. Said we're standing up. We're standing up for them now. And uh, said it started. Um, I was asked to volunteer after one of the soldiers was coming back from Walter Reed. He was driving back to Texas. He couldn't travel anymore. He was in so much pain, and he never had chiropractic care. So one of my amputee patients called me. Says, "Hey, he's got American Hero. Needs 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 your help." And so, of course, we helped him. He had a very successful treatment. He says, "Boy, this could really help a lot of our guys." And I says, "Tell me about it." Then. Professions, chiropractic professions, been trying to be part of the military for over 100 years without much success. And the vernacular only a, a hardened soldier can use. I'll, I'll soften it up. The heck with them. Right. You come to my event I have in Texas. It's called the Halo for Freedom Wounded Warrior event. This was Dana Bowman, who was a double amputee, uh, who collided with his dive partner in midair, 300 miles an hour, um, severing Dana's legs in midair and Jesus. cutting his best friend in half. Oh, my God. Well, Dana survived. His friend didn't, of course. And they are having a hog hunt event and guns and, and race car racing for all these severely disabled uh, veterans, showing them that they can still do things, that they are still valuable and they are still viable. And they asked me to volunteer, and they put me in an airfield in Texas under a canopy with my table, and that was about it. And we, we worked from 7 in the morning till about 9, 10 at night. Good for you. Three days, and it was cathartic for me. There was there was such imagine. a need, and we seen the, the pleas and the, the the addictions to the opioids that are so prevalent, not just in the military but in society. 
and the suicides that the military are now experiencing. Twenty-two a day, I hear. With twenty-two a day, yeah. and one third of those suicides, way too many. They're attributing to their medication. We think it's a little more. They're not even talking about the homicides because of the medications. They they, they leave that out. But we were looking just to be part of the team of the military. Be, again, we want to be in, in forward operating bases in, in, in the war zones because everybody who serves in the military like that, especially in, in combat, that they don't all get shot, but they all, whoever carries a 70 to an 80 pound backpack along with body armor and a weapon and the it's stress of war suffers musculoskeletal and... injuries. And Would there's you... nothing better for that than chiropractic. And there's nothing better on the battlefield without medication to get these men better prepare them for their duties and to have them heal faster from their injuries. You know, my background is sports. We work with uh, professional sports and uh, Olympic athletes my whole career until I started with the military. And they didn't come to me and they don't come to chiropractors just because they have a a backache or because they have an injury. They come to have their performance improved, that if their body is functioning the way it should function, those millimeters and milliseconds that we can improve won't mean Super Bowl rings and, and uh, gold, uh, uh, gold medals. It means life and death on the battlefield. Yeah. And that's, there's studies now going on with, with adjustments and the acuity of, of marksmen and things like that. And it's hands down that it's, uh, it's beneficial. And I said we're going to change uh, the hearts and minds of the people making those decisions with the glass ceiling that we've been bumping into with the men we have involved. And uh, we're going to make it happen. But until then, we're offering them free care. We're talking to Dr. Tim Novelli of the Patriot Project, who is a local chiropractor here who put together this whole program um, to help active military uh, members. Where is your practice at here in Canton? Where can people right find Right on you? North Main Street in North Canton, right there by the, just up north of the old Hoover Company. Okay, I just wanted to make sure people could find you if they uh, if they wanted to be able to uh, find you. That's Let me also ask you. the headquarters for the Patriot Project, so we... We do a lot of things out of this. I said that's that's part of it. We absorb the cost. There's no rent. All, every, every money, all the money we make goes to furthering our mission, getting more help for these men and women and their families. So it's a, it's a good organization. We're 501c3. Okay. No, no money goes to anything but to help our military and their families. I, uh, I like hearing that. So, uh, Dr. Tim Novelli, if a guy is uh, or, or woman is uh, you know current military member who should happen to be listening and saying to themselves, you know, that's a really good idea. It's, I feel like that's something that, that would help me, and, and I, 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 I want to get involved or I, I want to be helped by this. How do they yes. go about well, the, the website, again, go to the website and click on the providers and to your state, and they'll give a list. So that the website is www.patriot-project.org. Okay. Patriot-project.org, um, and it'll give you a list. Again, it's a great site. It'll show you who's on our board, who's being involved, activities coming up. Um, said we have the new, our only fundraiser every year is called the Patriot Ball. It's the first Saturday in November. This year, we're, we're, uh, we're we have ten Medal of Honor recipients wow. who are confirmed that'll be there, along with the astronauts and admirals and generals and. And a woman named Kim Lee will be there this year. Kim was known as Baby Kim from Vietnam, where she was found on the roadside um, nursing at her dead mother's breast, found by a soldier and dropped off an orphanage and uh, adopted by an American GI and raised in Wisconsin. And she uh, joined the, uh, went to the Naval Academy and became a lieutenant commander in our, our armed services and still serves the country today by running the 
equivalent of the Easter Seals for the military. So she will be present. Her story, believe me, there's not a dry eye in the room when she tells her story. Yeah, I've seen those photos. So it, it'll be, we're, we're negotiating here on the final negotiations, having the band Lone Star this year perform. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I know Lone Star. Yeah, Good. so it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a great event November 4th. Put it in your calendars. It'll be a big event to have these. Such an honor to have these men. There's only 75 living Medal of Honor recipients, and 10 of them will That's be in Canton group. that weekend. That's an elite and group. one will be in one will be in Canton this Saturday at the Charge Game. Leroy Petrie, yeah, board member, distinguished Afghanistan um, hero. He'll be here. He's an amputee, lost his arm saving his troops after being shot multiple times through his legs. He crawled and was tossing hand grenades, and one finally blew up in his hand that were saving his men from being killed. And uh, he's a Medal of Honor recipient. And I said he's coming to uh, be part of the Charge. Uh, military celebration to support the Patriot Project. We're talking to Dr. Tim Novelli of the Patriot Project, who will take part in uh, Military Appreciation Night tomorrow night with the Canton Charge, 7 p.m. tip-off. Tim, I'll tell you, I already, the few minutes we've had you on the program, I already have proof positive of the positive impact that you've made in the world. A listener of mine named Pat McDonald reached out and already just emailed me said, dude, thank you so much for getting this doctor on. I use the Patriot Project and uh, he says, Dr. Tim is an amazing uh, guy and he's doing the right thing. So you've obviously made a huge impact, not only in this community, but every state across the nation. And dude, that's got to be a huge source of pride. Good for you, man. Good for you. Thank you. Um, Dr. Tim, you know, now that you kind of have made this 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 impact across the country and you have helped so many veterans, you know, I, I, I'm sure you have a unique insight on 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 what needs to happen when it comes to veterans and, 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 and at least give us some sort of perspective on what we as John Q question. public, you know, like I'm not necessarily a chiropractor, so I can't I can't go crack your back or whatever. But how can how can the public help, you know, veterans readjust and, and re, you know, re, reassimilate to, to civilian life? Well, again, that's that's the first of all. It says when these men come back from from uh, serving like that, they, they come back to a society that really doesn't understand what they've been through and and the, the the brotherhood and the importance that they had in the military. They had a specific job, and each man and woman who with their their battle buddies depended on them for their life, not just because they need a ride to work. They depend on them for life and death. And there is a, a bond that you and I, that no, no matter how much they uh, accept me or any of a dot that will help them, we will never have that type of, of, of bond that these men share yeah. in, in uh, the pits. Okay. That when they're in, in, the, in the strife of war, these men form bonds, and when that leaves them, there's, there's a disconnect. And, and also, again, the stresses that they've been through, they come back to, to America, and they come back to maybe a job, that, maybe not finding a job, maybe a menial job that they, they have superiors who are, I use that word loosely, because, again, the, the quality of men that they've worked with and that they sacrificed with, and they come back to society and they see the values and they see right. uh, yeah. sometimes a lack of honor and then respect and commitment to their jobs, it's hard for them to adapt. And it's said that there's a depression that, you know, they, they face with their family because their family doesn't, it doesn't get it, too. They think, well, you know, hey, it's the same. They're not the same. When you come back from, from, from hell, it changes you in certain ways. And it takes time, and it takes love, and it takes patience. You know, and, and we're providing just saying, you know, what we want to do. You helped our families. You help, you're helping our families. You're protecting our families. 
leaving your homes and jobs to protect the least we can do is to help your family in any way we can. So I don't care if you're a plumber, an accountant, a Boy Scout, something you could fill out a mow a lawn, you could babysit, you could help with the tax form, help with the leaky faucet for these families that, you know, time, talent, treasure. Start giving back. Have a grateful heart. As Americans, like I said, we take so much for granted. Whatever you can do, if you don't have money, give your time. If you, if you have time and you don't have you know, give whatever you have, time, talent, treasure. We keep reiterating those three things. Everyone can do something to make these lives of not just these men but their families because the sacrifices of the families People forget are so that. huge. You know, People do forget so that. So huge. We just have to acknowledge it and, and help them. That's uh, Dr. Tim Novelli of the Patriot Project. I've just linked your uh, the website for the Patriot Project via our uh, Facebook page, so people can uh, you know link to that, find out how they can get involved. And again, you're taking part in Military Appreciation Night tomorrow night with the Canton Charge, Dr. Tim. I think what you're doing is amazing. I think the world needs more people like you, more stories like yeah. you. We wanted to give you an avenue to kind of help get your word out. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning, and we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow night at the Charge game. Thank you, gentlemen. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, man. We do have a four-pack for that game. We'll pass those out next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. One more time, I want to thank Dr. Tim Novelli of the Patriot Project. That guy's doing the Lord's work. Essentially, what he so he's a chiropractor, and uh, he believes in helping active military members and their family. Yeah, dude, which is something I always feel like is overlooked. Is is, is Underreported you know, on, yeah. Hey, dude, the troops, the troops, the troops and their kids, man. <laughs> like, and their wives. So, uh, what he does is he, he provides free services via his, uh, you know, chiropractor, uh, you know, uh, business and he's created the Patriot Project. It's thepatriot-project.org I, I have that website linked at our uh, the show's Facebook page. And he's now got clinics in every state in the country now on board doing this, doing incredible work. He's going to be part of Military Appreciation Night tomorrow night with the Canton Charge. We have a four-pack of tickets. We're going to pass those out here momentarily. He mentioned that chiropractic care is not covered in the VA, which is asinine to me, dude. You think about, number one, like he said, the opioid epidemic that's going on right now. And number two, I mean, dude, how tough is it on your back to be a soldier, yeah. dude? Like, I mean... I, I think that's part of chiropractic's, like, kind of, like, there's still people who kind of view it as, like... Quackery. Witch doctory. Because I think a lot of insurance plans don't cover that. Like, my dad's insurance never covered that, no. and he went and saw one, like, one, like twice a week. Now, listen, if the iHeartRadio plan doesn't, okay. Okay. That sucks, right. but I we're, see a bunch of, we're a bunch of fat idiots eating jelly donuts uh, sitting on our butts, dude. We're talking about soldiers. Like he said, carrying 80 pounds worth of gear, carrying that body armor, dude. It's standing on their feet for hours at a time. Yeah, 80 pound sacks in the yeah, yeah, dude. Speaking of the donuts, yeah, our front desk lady, Linda, yeah. every Friday she brings in donuts, and she yeah. always gets me apple fritters because she knows I like them and they're delicious and I honestly <laughs> no, seriously dude I ate dinner so close to when I went to bed last night that I woke up and I've been starving and like I haven't been able to see all morning and I took one bite out of this apple fritter and I just I'm just like looking at it like oh my god just go to break again I want it you know what I can't wait I'm eating it right now two chains two donuts baby one. two donuts damn one <laughs> now give me a little two things do while I chew this two chains two donuts too hard at that. Do we have used to in there? Wow. This is about filming sex and putting it on YouTube. I'm surprised we have it. So it turns out my food addiction might not be the worst. 
Okay. As he shoves two donuts down his pie hole right now. <laughs> oh my God, you're going to choke to death live on the radio. And I might. Yeah, it's might. not the worst. But there's a guy in Michigan who might have it worse. Okay. All right. Uh, let me see here. Just being in Michigan's worse. I mean, oh, yeah. know, I mean, I lived there for five years. I know. The Montcalm uh, County, Michigan, man. I don't know exactly what part of Michigan that is, but Jeremy Miller was there. And Miller had a job with the police department. All right. But he was pulled over and was suspected of driving drunk. He was pulled over, or, you know, in the early hours, as people always are. Cops clocked him at doing 58 and a 30. So 28 over, that's pretty fast, right? When stopped, Miller had a blood alcohol content of 0.14. Now, 0.08 legal limit. So you got a double Dewey there. Yeah. yeah so, you know, yeah. So, you know. He's blowing large there. So according to M Live, which is like Michigan Live, like you know, yeah. like you know, whatever the website there, uh, the arresting officer asked Miller how much he had to drink. Uh, his response was, "I don't know, but it's been one hell of a night." Miller said, "That's probably not good." No, like what you should say is, "How many drinks have you had tonight?" The answer is always none. Right? We I know it's a lie, but the answer is none. I was gonna say or According should, to my DUI lawyer, the answer is none. Should should you just should you just be you know be honest and forthcoming with the arresting officer? And I feel like lying to a cop's not a good advice, right? All right. So a shady lawyer gave it to me <laughs> and, and, and I without thinking passed it on to you. So yeah, you know what? Maybe good call. Reverse that back one. her up there. I'll give you an out, buddy. Don't worry, it's what I'm here for. Dude Lamar Sharp. I uh <laughs> dude, I'm sorry, man. I don't know I don't know what the hell I was doing to you. I don't know why I'm telling people to lie to you. You cuff them and stuff them and get them back in the cruiser. Right. So this dude, but this guy worked like worked with the cops. Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, he said, I don't know how many drinks I've had, but it's been one hell of a night. And while being arrested, the cops asked him, do you know why you're being detained? And his answer, and this gets back to the food addiction, is because I was stupid and it was those damn chicken nuggets. Because I believe he was on his way to like a 24-hour uh, McDonald's and he thought because of how he pulled in there and like that whole thing was part of it. It's like, no, bro, it was the drinks. It wasn't the chicken nuggets. Yes, I'm going to agree. Of course, we can't start blaming Ronald McDonald for our DUIs. That's a bad territory Waistline, to be in. Waistline, yes. DUIs, no. <laughs> no, we, we don't, can't even blame our waistlines. Self-accountability here, but... But, but, Uh-oh. how many DUIs have been a result of either chicken nuggets or tacos from Taco Bell or the million other things that oh, we're God. all like? a lot. Because how many times you make it dude, home? Dude, cops aren't dumb. You make it home and you think to yourself, well, dude, if I had tacos, my life would be better. It's like, no, you're already home, idiot. Stay there. All right. If, all right. If you drive home, first of all, do not drink and drive. Let me get that Don't out there. All right. I made this mistake for all of us. It sucks. Nothing good comes from it. Learn from me. Okay. So don't do it, first and foremost. But if you drive all the way home for wherever you were drinking and you make it and then leave the house again, I have no sympathy for it. I don't have any sympathy for you to begin with. But I, like, literally I'll be like, bro, you were in your house. Yeah. You made it. Yeah. It's like it's like flashlight tag. Once you touch base, you're do you're Stay home there. free. Right. You're right. home free. There's a, the, 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 you're not it. You're, you're, you're going to be fine. That's home base. Once you score, that's it. If you go back out of the house again, you're an idiot, and you get what you deserve. But yes, I would imagine that there's a lot of that, like, I'm on my way home, uh, just drive home, and then I get there, I'm like, well, 
I didn't even see, dude. The Taco Bell's right there. I didn't see cops. Like, yeah, I'm gonna turn around. Yeah, that happens all the time. We just we just talked about it the other day. That kid that from Canal Fulton that passed out in the McDonald's drive drive through. Right, was, was so hammered drunk that that the, that the McDonald's employee had called to call the him. cops. Jeez, like, dude, when you get a teenager working, and, I, and, and maybe I'm guessing, but like working the drive through window, who's like, yeah, dude, I better drop the dime on this, dude. You're drinking a lot at that point. But yeah, dude, a cop got pulled over, arrested for DUI, and blamed it on those damned chicken nuggets. This, so, dude, a listener to the program is it Damon and Carrollton sent me this yesterday, and he was like, bro, this story is so up your alley. And I was like, all right, well, let me, let me open this. Let me read it. And as soon as I saw a guy blames chicken nuggets for DUI, I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> that sounds like not only something I might do, but something we would definitely cover on the program as well. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge game. That's tomorrow. It's Military Appreciation Night. If you, uh, So you're going to get tickets. If you make it through the door inside one of the first 2,000 people there, you're getting a free T-shirt for uh, courtesy of Terminex. It's an exclusive charge T-shirt. And then also there will be a silent auction auction rather. Sorry, uh, tomorrow night for the in-game jersey. So let's send you to the Charge game tomorrow night with a four-pack. We'll take caller 15 at 1-800-243-7625 and be right back with more Sandsbury Show. Hang on. Six, nine. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Still to come is Skid Row tickets, 930. We'll pass those out. April 15th, they're playing Tax Day up at the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll get you into that show, 930. Again, I want to thank Dr. Tim Novelli of the Patriot Project for joining us this morning. He will uh, be taking part of Military Appreciation Night tomorrow night at the Canton Charge game. And uh, we just passed out a four-pack of tickets to uh, Michelle, who was, like, super happy to win those. Sounds like she's going to take her son to the Charge game, so that's awesome. She was like all happy about that. Should take your kids to the charge game too. Tickets started just eight bucks. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Oh, I was going to say you. I don't have the kids. No, I don't have those. Don't just grab kids and take them to a charge game. Saying as rare as kidnapping. Can't do that. No, bad look. Yeah, bad terrible look. look. No, I'm just trying to help the community out. Take them to a basketball game. That is not gonna. That's not gonna stand up a court of yeah, law. Yeah, I don't really have. Uh, I don't have the you know the big brother sisters look there. Hello, Canton Police Department. This large forty year old man just grabbed my child. Begged him to blow into the DUI <laughs> machine, and like, I'm, to- I'm totally kidding. I don't, I you know, I don't have one of those. Thank God, I don't have a car right now, so <laughs> I have one of those. I I do believe I'm going to be taking care of that this weekend. Maybe okay. early part of next week. Might okay. be middle of next week, but uh, we, um, you know, what I should do this. Multiple people here at the radio station were bending over backwards trying to help make things a possibility yesterday, and uh, it, well, first it, it it did not go unnoticed, and it's not. You know, not appreciated. I, I, you know, I appreciate all the work you guys did on that yesterday. I appreciate it. Um, we were talking about people getting arrested for DUIs, though, uh, yeah. before the break. We were kind of talking about how sometimes people will make it all the way home and then go, you know what? I'm hungry, and then go back out drunk, which is so dumb, and get behind the wheel of the car and go somewhere. So uh, Doug, a listener of the program, tweets in and says, I literally have arrested a guy, passed out in his own car with Taco Bell in his hands in his own driveway. Talk about almost making it, Officer Doug busting up. Yeah, he didn't tell me which police force, but uh, but yeah, but I, but I would imagine that that kind of stuff happens with cops all the time. 
Well, and you just got to think too of like, bro, you want one of these? You, you know, <laughs> so see that you're, you're 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 driving home from the bar, and it's like, well, I can just go home, or I can make that trip three miles out of the way, and it's like, dude, I mean, at the end of the day, you should not be drinking and driving. Obviously. Never. Dumb but move. I, I can only imagine how many how many burgers, chicken nuggets, and tacos have uh, have have brought people down, which I guess is a good thing. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I've long said that if you're in, like, I would imagine if you're a cop, right, yeah. and you're driving past a Taco Bell, yeah. And I'm just using them because I know they're always open late. And it's 2.35 or 2.40, yeah. like 10 minutes after bars close. Aren't you just now, aren't you just thinking now, granted, there's 24 hour jobs. Some people might just be getting off, you know, a shift at the factory or whatever. But aren't you a little suspicious? Like, oh, I'm, I mean, the odds favor you might be drunk. Well, and I mean, you know, there's certainly times of the night when the only two people out are criminals and cops. You know what I'm saying? That's usually when I'm driving to work, I feel like. But yeah. so I know it's what true. you're saying, but I don't know if I mean, you, you can, can't just pull people over. Right. You can't necessarily target a Taco Bell and sit out there just picking people off. But if I was a smart police officer, could I not park maybe across the street, watch people pull out? And I mean, dude, it's kind of their job to follow people behind them and run plates if they feel like suspicious. Wouldn't you just like sit by those places and kind of wait and then find somebody swerving? Why don't I just eliminate the middleman and go directly to the bar? Well, here's the thing on that. You need their permission and multiple times as a guy who's owned bars, I had to go out multiple times. Police, you know, car windows and be like, bro, I got bartenders in here trying to put food on their table for their kids. If you continue to sit in my parking lot, nobody's coming in and tipping these girls and then now I got like bitchy bartenders screaming at me. You cannot sit in my bar parking lot and clock radar. Like, you gotta get out of here. And they understood it. They do. They wait till they're told, but it's private property. And if I tell them to go, they got to go. So what's the difference between that and Taco Bell? You know what I mean? Like, eh, well, I mean, I, I yes, ultimately. I got to sell tacos, dude. Drunk people like tacos. I got to sell tacos. Get out of here. Well, again, I, you know, I believe a manager has the right to go out in there and say that. That's why I'm saying if you're a cop, wouldn't you sit like two businesses down, Which, keep your lights off, keep your headlights off? I mean, yes, you're negatively infecting, you know, affecting their business, but you dude, you can legally sell soft tacos all day <laughs> you know what i mean like the bar is like legitimately like it does it scares people off from even coming into the bar whether they've had a drink yet or not at all like it will like a, a cop sitting in a bar parking lot will stop people from going into a bar and that negatively affects their business there's plenty of people you can sell tacos to it is similar i'm just saying that if i was a cop i would obviously do this I, as a bar owner i hated it but if i were a police officer i would obviously do some of this because that's where the targets are Right, I would imagine. Yeah, I just like I said, I just don't know about like the, the ethical line there of when you, as an officer, are supposed to uh, not be be pin, you know targeting businesses. You know, so, you know, people are bringing up you know um, Uber Eats to me as you know it would help cut down on the DUI thing. And, and again, Uber's like you know uh, created this whole second app, and uh, they team up with local restaurants, and you pick what you want, they go get it. I've used it in Cleveland at the Agora a couple of times, and it works. You know, just like Uber, it works. I, I just. Dude, Uber's, well, I mean, there's multiple bad stories in the last month alone. I mean, dude, they've hit the news four times for the wrong way, uh, for wrong reasons in a month. Um, Uber, Lyft, whatever ride share service you, you want to put on that. Um, if you were the kind of person who was going to use Uber Eats, you'd be the kind of person who used Uber. Your Uber driver will take you through Taco Bell. You know for what sure I mean? they would. So, so, yeah. so you don't. They're normally pretty cool. So you don't necessarily, well, I would just use Uber Eats. Well, your drunk ass would just use Uber then. And people are, you know, aren't necessarily doing that. So I don't know if that's going to cut back anyone who who's going to get a DUI anyway. Alex tweeting in and says, Maslin Taco Bell has a cop that sits in the lot on the weekends. <laughs> 
Yeah, see if I do, now, it, like if I own that Taco Bell, like if I was a franchisee, I would have an issue because you have to think. Well, I mean, you got to think. Number one, probably looking for DUIs and whatnot, but also number two, Taco Bell parking lots are a hotbed of stupid teenagers. Like that's where we used to go hang out and drink and hacky you know. sack and smoke well, joints, man. And you just you had nowhere yeah. else to go, and Taco Bell is one of those places that's open that's all the true. time. That's so, totally so true. I, I, not necessarily just sitting there for that. If the owner said, "Hey, I want security. I will pay an officer to be here," that's under his. Permission. Sometimes you see cops, yes, are asked to be places because right. the business realizes I got to cut down on some of this young punk stuff. Right. And get the, as a matter of fact, I was watching The Founder the other day with Michael Keaton, which is all about Ray Kroc, who kind of oh, yeah, like yeah. helped like chain McDonald's. He helped like kind of like that whole thing. And one of the things they were talking about it early on is the two McDonald's brothers were actually really smart about how they started the first McDonald's and they said they cut out, they didn't. They didn't go out of their way to say we don't want teenagers, but they made it in an uncomfortable situation, meaning they took the jukebox out. They didn't put a cigarette machine in there. They didn't do all these kind of stuff, and it w- and it sent out this more family-friendly environment, and next thing you knew, they were swamped with business. Now, that's the retelling in a movie, right. and I don't know how much truth there is in that. but Some juvenile hoodlums uh, <laughs> hanging out at the McDonald's downtown, I'll tell you that much right now. I don't know if that still applies in 2017. Some of those are actually not juveniles. Some of those. <laughs> Just hoodlums, period. <laughs> I was telling the story yesterday. I was walking out of there not that long ago because like, I live pretty like walking distance from the McDonald's downtown. And I would, you know, sometimes I'll just go in there or whatever, like Saturday, Sunday mornings or whatever. And, uh, you know, it was early afternoon and I, you know, I ordered a bunch of food, obviously, because, well, I'm, you know, <laughs> fat and gross and undesirable. And so, like, I get the, like, the bag of food and the guy hands it to me and I'm walking out. And this guy's like, yo, man, let me get a bite of one of them cheeseburgers. <laughs> Said it yesterday, and I will not lie today. He got no bite of said cheeseburger. He got nothing. I, uh, dude, I needed well, it. No, of course not. You're gonna get a dollar from me before you get a good bite of my cheeseburger, dude. I'll just give you the cheeseburger. You're not gonna take a bite. I'm going. I might take it back. Yeah, that would have been gross. No, that would have been much worse. Yeah, I would never admit that. I've admitted a lot of embarrassing things about myself, but if I took a bit, if, if I took, yeah, double dipping <laughs> on a cheeseburger, come on, from some dude, come on, so open sores on his mouth, come on. Yeah, that can get a little sketchy over there. Of course. That can get a little sketchy yeah, over there. We have Skid Row tickets, 930. We'll pass those out. Turns out, Fantone, yeah. that none of us, none of us are as popular or as cool as we like to pretend we are. I've got proof. I'll give it to you next. Hang on. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. Still to come as Skid Row tickets are playing April 15th, Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. Dude, I just read a really, really, really depressing article about our parent company at Variety.com. Like, this is, like, legitimately, this is the industry reporting on the business. And, bro, this article I just read about our CEO is not good. It's not good. Yikes. Oof. Now, I will say that this was posted online. Now, the article does come from Varieties, right? So, But it was it was posted by a guy who works for another radio company who has issues with this company because of the way he was dismissed. But Mikey and I are tight, and uh, he was like, did you see this? And I read it, and I was like, oh, God, that's not what I wanted on a Friday. Did not need that. Just download the app, please. 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 <laughs> Get checked up with Skid Row tickets in a minute. Another nice. article I read during the break that I'm not crazy about too, though. Like I read this during the break too, and I'm not I'm not crazy about this. Now I will tell you before we give you the info, I'm not like all the way negative. I'm not all the way like please whatever you do don't do this. 
But I suspect that this is the wrong call. Okay? Coming out of Indianapolis, where, uh, you know, the combine actually physical aspect starts today, Mary Kay Cabot is now uh, putting out via Cleveland.com that the Cleveland Browns are strongly, that's the word she's using, the Browns are strongly considering drafting hometown boy Mitch Trubisky, listen to this, number one overall. Now, I don't, I haven't seen enough Mitch tape, okay? So I'm not going to tell you that the kid can't be an NFL quarterback because truthfully, I'd be, I, honestly, that would be ill informed opinion that I'm giving you because I just don't know enough yet, okay? To make up my mind. Thanks for not being a normal radio dude. So I'm <laughs> not, you. I'm not going to go all the way to Mitch cannot be a number one prospect or cannot be an, an NFL starting quarterback or franchise, whatever the hell they call these dudes now. I'm not going to go all the way there. But what I will say is, you've got a lot less info on him, a lot less sample size on him than you do Deshaun Watson or even Deshaun Kaiser, all right, out of Notre Dame, who I feel like Deshaun Kaiser out of Notre Dame has bust written all over him. I feel like that kid's got bust written all over him. But Watson, I've always kind of liked because plays in a tough. Plays in a tough collegiate division. He's beat Nick Saban twice, and he beat Urban Meyer. All three times on big stages, he plays big and big games. I like that. That, to me, lends itself to being able to handle the NFL game. Now, they say all of these guys are projects. None of them are going to be like, you plug them into the pro system and they can play tomorrow. None of them are that guy, they say. But my point on taking Trubisky at one is, now, these are just mock drafts. It's not like they're set in stone. But nobody's mock draft has Mick Trubisky going before 12. Right, right. So isn't he going to be there at 12? Well, I'm actually looking at one right now. It's Are CBS, you? CBS Sports right now, and they've got him going number three to Chicago. So, I Which mean, might happen. Well, and okay. I mean, we can't deny that there is a heavy emphasis on on quarterbacks certainly huge you know of course most important position in sports we know that when you are when you are a team looking to get over you are going to need a new quarterback I mean it's the easiest way to get that done um and my thing is is there's different levels of bust you know what I'm saying like you know Deshaun Kaiser if you draft him like 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 with Manziel like I don't view Manziel as that big of a bust because you drafted him at 22 you didn't draft him at 1 that was a calculated risk it didn't turn out in your favor but that was a worthwhile risk where you say hey you know yeah I could co-sign but, that but, okay. but once you throw the number 1 around him that's a huge bust potential and that's why you have to go with a dude who is a lockdown automatic impact player, which Miles is Garrett. why you want to go with Miles Garrett, why you want to go with a defensive stud who can come out and impact the game immediately. With your number one draft, unless you are 100% sure, 100% sure, Andrew Luck territory, you know what I'm saying? 100% sure that this is our guy, and this is the guy that it is going to be for the next 10 years, unless you're that confident, and you're not with Mitch Trubisky, you're not. You're there's not. too much of a question mark. I'm not saying he can't do it, I'm just saying there's too much of a question mark. You yeah. gotta go with the... the there's the, too much unknown. You gotta go with the, the can't miss. I would agree. I, I, I we agree here. I think this is one of those things where everybody's saying that this year just sucks for quarterbacks. That the, the, the sucks is probably too far. That this is not a deep draft for quarterbacks. So if that's the case, why would you take any one of these dudes number one? Right, right. I mean, and certainly the one who's got the biggest question mark next to his name. I mean, I I, I don't know if I'd feel more comfortable with any of the other quarterbacks, but I know Mitch Trubisky isn't the one where I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing. It's worth the gamble. I'm not, I, he's not. I'm not trying to knock Mitch. 
Okay? But the quarterback that played at North Carolina before him played just like he did. So, are we sure it's Mitch? A, a big part of this in what I read was... Um Yesterday, you know the, the the official the official combine starts today, where you start throwing, yeah, where yeah, you yeah. start like you know performing. Measurables and stuff. But but yeah. but yesterday was measurements. Yesterday was height, weight, all those things. Mm-hmm. And he stands over six two, and that was like the teetering point for Hugh Jackson as well. How is he tall enough to see over the lineman? And it's like, dude, I'm over six two. Stansbury's over six two. Like I don't know if that can be the one be all end all. Well, not only that, but you know who's not Russell Wilson. I don't believe he's over six two. Pretty short, that guy. I like a taller quarterback. I get that. I, there's a measurable there. Most guys, if you're too short, you can't play. But there are, there are exceptions to those. Look at Duck Flutie. Duck Flutie could totally play. He was little. Now, again, those are outliers. That's not the rule. Those are total outliers. But my it, it, all I ever hear about this draft is how it's not a quarterback's draft. Why are you going to take Mitch Trubisky at number one? Well, and let's be real, too. Okay, so it's not a quarterback's draft. It's not a quarterback's draft. It's not a quarterback's draft. It's really bad this year. Well, the Browns are going to be really bad this year. Even if they do improve from last year. Let's say they show a, a significant improvement from last year. What are you winning? Five games? Six games? You're still going to be in the top ten of draft picks next year. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. The audience seems to think, think Krebs uh, tweets and says, Does Sean Watson is Vince Young slash Tim Tebow. Big time college, pro bust. Trubisky is my choice, but Browns have to let him sit and learn. Okay, I, I dude, again, I'm not trying to argue with you, and I'm not saying that you, your point is stupid or anything like that, but all I'm going to say is, is that, dude, you've got zero, I mean, there's no sample size with Mitch. Like, none. At least Deshaun Watson, it's like, bro, it's back-to-back championships, right? Uh, championship runs, back-to-back Beat Nick Saban's defense twice, and not just beat him. I mean, it was handily. It was handily. Late in that game, too, they needed to put the— Again, here's the other thing with the national championship. At the end of that game, they needed the ball to be in Watson's hand, and they needed to make him a, make him play, and sure enough, he threw a dart into a tight-ass window and won that game. That is pressure for the national championship and did it. I, I, I can't say that, like, well, you, this is always going to work, but I do like drafting winners. I do like drafting guys who are able to step up in big moments. Big there's lights. no question, you know. Big lights. Uh, th- 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 there's, there's something about that. Um, I also think it's worth noting that, you know, you can say, well, they do, if this is my pick, well, they should sit him for a year. That's a very romantic idea, and I love it, but it's not realistic in today's NFL, dude. By the time you get to game three, Mitch, Mitch, Trubisky, Trubisky. This isn't Aaron Rodgers behind Brett Favre. And who's Mitch Trubisky learning behind? Right. Who, Roger, Robert Griffin III? There, and and the, this isn't that. This isn't like, well, you know. We, we, we got a Hall of Famer at quarterback, and Aaron looks like he might be pretty good. So let's let Aaron sit, and we'll figure this out. And eventually, what ha- what ended up happening? They threw Brett Favre's ass out of there because they had the next Brett Favre. You know, a rookie coming into the NFL, I don't think necessarily can set the tone of the team. And when you have that many rookies, and you're putting that kind of expectations on a quarterback who has question marks next to his name, I just, I, dude, you, you're putting, you uh, sit for a year and learn. Learn what? Learn, learn what am I learning? How to lose 15 games? Uh, you got to get somebody in there who can set the tone of the team. 
And I know, you know, this the, the rumor seems to have died down a little bit, but like a dude like Jimmy Garoppolo, who has been in a winning organization, who knows how to do these these sort of things, that at least makes more make more sense of an argument than than well we'll bring this rookie in here and he'll sit for a year. Uh, apparently, at the combine, one top NFL personnel executive told Cleveland.com Thursday that he would definitely take Trubisky at number one. Now that he measured over 6'1", he's got size, he can move, he can see the field, he has a big arm and more upside than Carson Wentz had last year. They'd be set, he said. Now, that's one NFL personal executive who probably doesn't need a quarterback, so he isn't evaluating quarterbacks probably as well or as deeply as other people are. And that gamble's not his to take. I just, there's too much question mark there. And for the record, I'm the guy who I think Deshaun Watson's going to be all right. I don't, I don't know if he'll win a Super Bowl, but I think he's going to be better than not. I think he'll probably, he feels like the least likely to bust out to me. Better than anything the Browns have had in the past 15 years? Yes. Okay. But if I were on the clock, I take Miles Garrett at number one. I take because him. I think Mitch and I think Deshaun, I think a lot of these dudes are going to be there at 12 and 13. I really do. I, I take Miles Garrett at number one. And if I really feel convinced on whichever one of those quarterbacks, let's say it's Trubisky, I, I, I package my 12 with one of my second rounders. The Browns have options here. The Browns have flexibility Huge here. Huge amount of options. The Browns have a ton of, different things, a ton of different things that they 11. can make happen. So I, I, I combine my, my my 12th pick with a couple of my other picks and move up to the 4 or 5 or number 3 spot. Then you can grab him, but not at that number 1. At that number 1, you need a guy who can impact off the ball immediately. Okay, I I was wrong about something, Jake. I, I, I appreciate it. Alabama actually beat Clemson last year. He did lose that, but he made back-to-back championship runs. That's what I was Meaning to say, Jake, I'm sorry. Thanks for holding my feet to the fl- uh, flame on that. I do like when we are accurate. Jimmy tweets in and says, Colt McCoy was a winner in college, too. We know how that worked out. Yes, I would agree. But Colt McCoy, you could see the body. You could see the body size. He just didn't have the size. And I said that about Johnny Manziel, too. I said, dude, look, he's a huge college quarterback, but he doesn't have the size. Watson has the size, the strength, the know-how. Like, Now, look, I'm not saying I'm right. And I've also said I would not take him at one, not this year. I just don't see it. I just don't. None of these none of these dudes are Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck jumped off of the TV. It was like, bro, that kid can play. Like, that was like a home run. If, we, if there was a home run at quarterback, you take him at number one. Right now, I feel like the Browns' best move is to take Miles Garrett, and then you, maybe you package, like you said, maybe you get a Trubisky, maybe you do that, and address other issues somewhere else. But I'm... Because I'm I'm not one of these guys. I'm not gonna fall in love with him because he's from Menor. I'm not gonna do that. Like because I just you. If that were a thing, there are football fact. Dude, Texas is a football factory. Florida is a football factory. Ohio is a football factory. If that were the key to do it, this would be a story in the NFL. It's not. It would be. It would it's be not. a thing. It would be like God, man. Uh, the Bucks always seem to get a guy from Florida, or you know, the Cowboys always seem to have a guy from Texas. That's not the way it works. It sells Roman burgers, and that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. Roman Burger's delicious. So good. Dude. Okay. So I, uh, I I did screw up the Alabama thing, but I um I like a kid who can get there twice. Um and I think there's a Vince Young factor, but I think some of this comes down to desire to play. And Deshaun seems to have his head on straight. Where there were questions about Vince's maturity. We don't remember the stuff like that, but when he was coming out, there were questions about that. I'm not hearing the same kind of questions about Deshaun. Not to say that they're not there. It's just you don't hear it. Seems to say the right thing. Seems to be about the right thing. I don't know. But I think, honestly, Peter Schrager has uh, Deshaun Watson there at 13. So if that's the case, take Miles Garrett, take him at 12, and then 
let's see. Now you got a defensive end that's you know can impact the game, and maybe you got a quarterback in the future. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I personally would like to see Miles Garrett taken number one. That's how I feel on March third, twenty seventeen. Could completely change by the time uh, draft day rolls around. I have some interesting stats okay. on how people... See, we all think we're so popular. Everybody does. Not just radio dudes, but everybody thinks you're a little bit more popular than you really are. The numbers and the math do not support it. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Minutes away from passing out those Skid Row tickets April 15th. That shows up at the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll get you in here momentarily. Uh, I do want to make you aware of this. I've been banking with CSC Federal Credit Union for a while now. I'm 100% satisfied with these guys. I love supporting local businesses big with me. And CSC has been 100% local since they have started. And right now, they want to help you get your credit card debt paid down. We know, like, right after the first of the year, yeah. people are still paying down that holiday money. Yeah. You know, you racked up all that credit card debt, making sure your kids had the best Christmas ever, and uh, that makes you a good parent, but it's still, but it, but it kind of puts you in some debt. So what we're going to do is we're going to point you over to CSE's website, which is CSEFCU.com. You'll head over there. You're going to check out the balance transfer offer. Move your credit card debt over to a CSE Visa card. Much lower APR. You get it paid off faster. Next thing you know, you don't have any credit card debt, and you're happier going, you know what, dude? That Stansberry's all right. He got me out of debt. I like that guy. That Dude, that Stansberry guy's all right. Yeah, forget CSC and all the things they available to me. It was Stansberry. That's the guy. They did nothing. <laughs> I did it all. I did it all. <laughs> Notice, I play a pretty big role in your life, in my mind. That's how that works. I'm the star of the show in your life. That's how it goes. One more time, I want to thank Dr. Tim Novelli of the Patriot Project for joining us this morning. If you missed that interview, it'll be up at the podcast shortly after the program ends at WRQK.com. He's taking part of uh, Military Appreciation Night tomorrow night with the Canton Charge. That dude's uh, doing the doing the Lord's work. It is the Patriot-Project.org Correct. is where you can check out more info. And uh, if you missed that interview, you're going to want to hear it. You'll be able to do so shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK.com. We're going to have to have him on again. I feel like he was a good interview. Yeah. Audience loved him. So, good dude. Yeah. Doing the right thing. Yeah, we, uh, we will definitely extend another invite to him. So it turns out that loneliness, Fantone, is on the rise. Lonely okay. is the night, some people might say. They say one in eight people, one in eight, have no close friends to turn to. That sucks. I'm glad I do. You know what I mean? Like that's got, that does have to. And suck. you're not even a friends person. Put a pin in that. We'll get there in a minute. You're <laughs> okay, not. You're just okay. not a friends person. But like, you know, put a pin in that. We'll get to it in a minute. They say loneliness is on the rise. More than one in eight adults saying they do not have a close friend. Uh, and this is. Uh, they say these numbers are 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 gaining steam over the last few years. They say 13 percent do not have someone they would call a close friend. That's up from one in ten. Uh, when the same same question was asked just back in 2014. Oof. One in eight don't have a close friend. Now, I obviously have close friends, but they are not close in proximity to me. Like my friend Jessica and her husband Jim are honestly two of the best friends anybody could ever ask for. I've been extremely blessed with a very close, tight circle of real friends. And when anything goes wrong in my life, she's the first person I call. Oh my God, this is happening. What do I do? You got to help me, right? But it is tougher because they are 45 minute, they're, they're a 45 minute car ride. So, like right now, like again, I'm car shopping and I, I, I'm circling the drain. I'm going to pull the trigger on something here. I just want to make sure I'm making the best decision humanly possible. And um, 
So like when that happened, I called them and I was like, oh, you won't believe what's happening with me. And normally if I was still living close to them, I would be relying on them a little bit more than I do. But my life kind of has me in that situation. And uh, but overall, I do have friends like my like when something happens in this industry or my business or my contract, I call my friend Heather because she works in the radio business and we kind of like lean on one another that way. Like that's I mean, I at least have people I can call. You might not live next door to me, but I have people that I can lean on and call in my life like that would be depressing to not have that. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if 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 geography is necessarily as important as the relationship that you have communication. Right. Right. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, you have people that you'll like, although you're not really a friends person. Um, I'm I'm in a weird position where I feel like I, at the end of the day, I do have close personal friends that you know I, I consider my inner circle. But outside of that, I just feel like I have a hard time making lasting connections with friends. Where I feel like I have a million drinking buddies, a million dudes. Oh, who I got it's a like, million of those. Right, yeah. where like you see them at the bar, and it's like, yeah, here we go. But you don't necessarily count on those people. But I guess it just goes to show you, it, it's it's a you know, there's your inner circle, and yep. then there's that next circle. There's that next, like, all right. Acquaintances. You have, you have well, maybe more than an acquaintance. Not necessarily just somebody that I know. Somebody that I, I, I know, I like, I, I you know. You know, there's there's three different types of friends. There's, you know, the guy you would buy the beer for. There's the guy you would drink the beer with. And then there's the guy that you would just say hi to at the bar. You know what I mean? Like, so oh, that's a good rule of thumb. So, so, so like I have friends that I'm buying the beer for. I have friends that I'm drinking the beer with. I feel like it's that next rung out where I'm kind of like, eh, eh. And I don't know, as you get older, I don't want to say friends seem less important. They are but, less important. But more friends seem less important. You know, when you're not having a party all the time in your life, it's like, well, I don't Those need, aren't friends. Right. Exactly. I don't, Those I, aren't, I don't need cokehead buddies. No, like. the older you get, you realize what I want is I don't want a lot of friends. I want two really right. good friends right. is what I want. Yeah, that's a, that does become more and more important the older that you get in life. But this is kind of depressing because, dude, this is a, loneliness is a big issue. It, uh, it leads itself to, you know, depression and the like. And I, again, I'm not going to jump up and down on people. But you cannot tell me that the rise of all of our connection to other human beings being Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook does not lend itself to this. Because I think it does. I think on two different fronts it probably does. Number one, um, you, you've become accustomed to not having a connection with a person personally. You have a connection with them digitally. And then number two, you see these people sharing Instagram posts or Facebook pictures. or Keeping tweets. up with the Joneses. Right. And yeah. you think, oh, my life's not as good as theirs when you guys are probably on more level playing field. More than you similar. Think. Right. They're doing a better job of lying about how good exactly. their life is on Online than you are, or maybe you just don't would never think because I won't do, I won't think about doing that. Right. Like I don't sit there and think, how do I make my life look as cool as humanly possible via Instagram, which it is at Sansbury Show by the way, and all it is yeah. is pictures of driving ranges because I don't try to change my life to you know to right. to, to set out like this is how great my life is. Ultimately, you know I bear all most of the time. I'm telling you how about how crappy my life is <laughs> seems to be going. You know what I mean? Like so it would seem very odd to me to try to like live this like you know luxurious. You know, outwardly digital life where, you know, it doesn't, but that depresses me. Do one in eight people feel like they don't have anybody to turn to? It does suck. It does. That would be lonely. That would be a lonely. And, and I'm a guy that, like, I pride myself on being alone and, like, ah, let me alone. I just kind of want to handle this by myself. But even I, I mean, you can't go through life without nobody. I mean, you need some people. So, dude, get out there. Go. Well, here's a, oh, how about this idea? It's first Friday. Yeah. So go downtown. Yeah. Go to Drink Boston. too much. It's going to be a great time. Introduce yourself to people that you've never met. Do that. Next thing you know, you'll probably have some sex, 
Probably won't be friends with her that much longer after that. But but you, you see what I'm saying? You're getting more people involved in your life. It's good stuff. We'll have Skid Row tickets. We'll uh, pass those out to end the program next on Rock 106.9. Kid 360 gets it to go. The charge one. Play six. Charge one. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Ending the week there. A uh, little charge. Uh, making sports under top ten. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Anytime the Hall of Fame city gets on the national map like that, like it's it. always a good thing. Kay Felder holding it down. Can't charge basketball, baby. I'm excited for this weekend. Tomorrow's military appreciation that uh, you can pick up those tickets, cantoncharge.com or the Civic Center box office, starting at just $8 there. Yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously we had the interview earlier in the day, yep. um, and uh, just uh, hats uh. off to the charge for, you know, kind of saying, hey, we appreciate the military and we're going to show it. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great night and it's a uh, worthy cause, obviously. Um, the reaction over that interview we did this morning and the cause that, you know, uh, the Patriot Project's behind, it's, it's awesome to know that happened right here in Canton. Yeah, that is awesome. I uh, Before we get out of here, I want to thank one more time North Canton Collision. Nice enough to uh, invite me out there uh, yesterday at the end of business. Had a little business meeting with those guys. Big uh, fans of the program. Nice. I'm now a big fan of them. Nice. Uh, thank you very much for that invite. That was awesome. Nice. That was awesome stuff. It is First Friday. Yeah. And uh, I, okay, I, I feel like tonight is one of those nights where I need irresponsibility to happen. Yeah, you've had a week, dude. I've had I've had a little bit of a week, probably ultimately two at the end of the day. And like I this is how I want tomorrow to go. Forget tonight. Tomorrow, I kind of want to wake up like holding on to my living room floor. That, that you know those moments where you wake up and you look and there's just like hardened spit on the wood laminate, right? And your morning woods like crashing through the floor, <laughs> and it's like Jesus, I gotta get out of here. And like like where you feel like you're holding on to the earth, like it's good. Do Kyrie's right? Earth is flat. Gotta hold on to it. And so like I I, dude, I feel like tonight's one of those nights where it's like I just push it too far. You hear that, ladies? You could be a part of all this. You could be a mistake. You could be a Stansberry et. I believe I'm ordering in right now. As a matter of fact. <laughs> Is that yeah, what you're doing? I believe. Uh, there you go. I believe. Uh, well, let me read this here. Yeah, right after dinner, I'll get in my car and come on down. Nice. Yeah, I'm ordering it. And there you go. There and you so, go. Like, honestly, taking sand to the beach show, going to first Friday with somebody else. A little sand to the beach, everybody. I'm not going to first Friday with anybody. Oh, this is. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be getting working the. I, I'm gonna exercise the evil out. Stansberry's having his own first Friday, <laughs> and then head out to the bar and do the bar game a little bit there later. There you go. Maybe a two for one Friday. There maybe you, you never know. Yeah, you know, things uh, you. sometimes things happen. Did I give you. away these Skid Row tickets? No, we got to do that right Did now. Did I do that? All right, yeah, let's, let's pass it. out these Skid Row tickets as they're playing April fifteenth up at the Hard Rock Roxino there in Northfield Park. Um, let's take caller 20 on those okay. at 1 800 243 7625. We'll send you to Skid Row. Aside from that, we are done for the week. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. You guys have a very safe weekend. No drinking and driving. It's first Friday. We'll see you all downtown. And uh, so, like I said, aside from that, Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 1069. See you. This report is brought to you by Vicks Dayquil and Nyquil.